November 3rd, 2022. Uh, apparently we haven't done a show since before Thor Love and Thunder came out, which was in the summer. Fucking donkeys ago, man. So what was the last... What was the last movie we actually spoke about on the show? I will just have a wee look. This is the kind of thing we could have looked at before we started. Oh, show. yeah, well, this is the usual show that goes where we just don't prepare for anything. Also, I haven't coughed the entire day, and now that we're recording, I feel the need to do it constantly. Uh, the last show we did was 5th of July. That was my birthday. And it was Lightyear. And Jurassic World. Division. That was the that was the last show we did. Ju- Ju- Jurassic World Brokers. Holy shit! Yous are fucking fools, Danny. Had the right idea, man. Watch one. Are we going to watch Jurassic Park? No. So, sometimes you road. just have to know. Uh, you don't like, know. Like, do. like I'm sure we you said don't. in that show. Do you need to know how bad Last uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is? You're a big Indiana no, Jones actually, fan. That's the thing. I still haven't watched that film. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, just have that same attitude going into. But I know for a fact. I know for a fact I probably will watch it because I'll probably go and watch the next one. Aye. So <laughs> I'll feel the need to watch it then. Are you only feel the need to watch the next one because it's partly filmed in Glasgow? Is that no? Oh. Because anytime I see bits of Glasgow, I'll go, oh, "Fuck, that's Glasgow." Uh, fuck man, that looks terrible. What if it's supposed to be Glasgow in the movie rather than in fact oh, totally isn't because they've done up the street yeah. to be America. Yeah. Did you? It, ru- it ruined working in Glasgow for so long. Yeah, for a while. Yeah. It looked cool. Like the vintage cars and all that were pretty smart. Uh, but you didn't have to try and get it work. I mean, I guess like. <laughs> that's true, I didn't, man. I didn't know. Since, anyway. since we're already talking about uh, stuff being filmed in Glasgow, I guess this is like a timely uh, moment to bring up the fact that like. Batgirl was only the first of the Warner Brothers shit that got cancelled for tax reasons. Seemingly, there's going to be like. Did the Flash get cancelled yet? No, I don't think so. But yeah, there, there's like supposed to be like at least a couple of billions worth of movies that are just not going to see the light of day for tax yeah. reasons. That's terrible. Not that I really want to see Batgirl, but it would be nice to see Keaton as Batman again. I think I'll see it. Well, I don't, well, see, see I don't want to watch the Flash though. Oh, shit! Just I want, I'll just see those bits. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to find them on YouTube. Yes, I will. Oh, fuck. But, so, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Your thoughts? I, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. It's a it's a stupid romantic comedy. Yeah. From the outset, it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, and I can understand why people don't like it because that's not the film we wanted. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not seriously suggesting that we go through every release nah. since July no. and, uh, uh, and speak about it. Yeah, if you go into Thor: Love and Thunder thinking it's a Jarapto film, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. but folk wanted Ragnarok Part Two and they didn't I, get that. I, yeah, I just thought that it relied too heavily on a uh, ad lib. Yeah, the, all the, really bad. A lot of us, oh, there's too much ad libbing. And Natalie Portman's not very good at Did <laughs> yeah. you, uh, what did you think about Bale as the God Butcher? I thought he was alright. I thought he was, I thought he was fine, yeah. It seemed like an odd thing for him to do, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, everybody's Everybody doing it, but... doing them now, who's, yeah. who's not going to be I know, but because like, he, he had done Batman and he's now like, you know, more kind of Oscar nominated for stuff, I, I was surprised for him of all people to go to back to, sorry, not back, but to go do a superhero thing again. I don't know. The only thing that, like, I kind of thought really stood out from his performance is I think, this, like, this is the first time I've heard him speak without putting on an accent because he had his, like, English accent, didn't he? Well, that's the thing about Bale. I don't think everybody really knows what his accent is. It's the same as, it's not as bad as Charlie Hunnam. He has, he doesn't, he, that boy's got no idea where he's from anymore because he, he's, he's English, but he struggles with an English accent. Is that the guy from Pacific Rim? Yes. Right. 
It's is, like, he, is he not like a Geordie? He's though? a Geordie, yeah. So of course he's going to struggle with any other accent. Like, but a just hold up, man! That guy's a Geordie. Mm. He's yeah. doing well to disguise that, then. Well, that's the thing. Like, even in like the uh, the gentleman uh, and like King Arthur and that, he's supposed to be a Cockney, and he just struggles with that. And you just think, because right, like... he's a Geordie trying to do a Cockney accent, it can't be done. It's science. It's no Geordie's able to do a, a convincing Cockney accent. Is that what you're saying? Science, mate. Science. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> If someone said uh, that Jimmy Neal tried to do a, a, a Cockney accent and he didn't manage, like, oh, I, I get that, yeah, he's quite limited his range, but then so is Charlie Hunnam. But yeah, Dick can't do one. Uh, I've not seen, I never watched their prank bits on Saturday Night Takeaway, so maybe they had to do an accent at some point. <laughs> I would imagine they still just sounded Jordy. <sighs> don't know. Right, this is a weird conversation. <laughs> all right, yeah, Love and Thunder, that was all right. I, I, it's fine. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I'm not, like I, I don't think I've been to the cinema like since Thor. Like I think it may have been the last thing I watched in the cinema. You sure? I think so. Yeah, probably. No you. I get the feeling that you've watched something else since then. To be fair, there wasn't really much else for a good while. Yeah. What came out? Like I think I might have watched like something the same week as Thor, but like I couldn't tell you. What it was, man. Certainly nothing that could have stood out. I, don't, I can't even think what kind of... Because that would have been kind of end of summer. I take it we've talked about like your favourite movie of the year. Well, I think all, everybody's favourite movie of the year. We've talked about that, right? Everything, everywhere, all at once? Aye, did we, talk, we did talk about yeah, that. We yeah, we did talk about that. Right, okay. I think we talked about that two weeks in a row. I wasn't sure if we were being sarcastic there. I it was no, I wasn't sure because really I, I like, think we... we Anyway, I don't know if I talked about it because I'd seen it yet because I was very much like, eh, trailer looks shit, but... Yeah, because I was he'd seen it the week before I saw it, mm. so that's how we ended up talking about two weeks in a row. Yeah. Was that this year, though? That was yeah. this year, yeah. Like, other, like, I've not really watched many movies, but I've watched a fuck ton of TV eh, since the last time we recorded. Like, I don't know. Mm. We've watched a fair amount of Netflix stuff. Disney Plus has always had a bunch of stuff out as well. Yeah. Uh, we rewatched a bunch of West Wing, uh-huh. which was good. We nearly need to get back on that. Uh, I agree. Um, watch She Hulk, <clears throat> which She Hulk. I again, I thought the trailer looked a bit shit. Paco watched a bit of it. And he's like, it's very kind of, you know, it's a legal comedy. It's you know, Ali McBeal that kind of thing. I'm like, mm, I don't know. But then I watched it, and I was like, yeah, this is fine. And it's just certainly shows what the, the internet can be like. Where Every episode that came out, the next day, it was just shat on by this, it feels like the same fan base. It felt like the show that just gets picked on for no real reason. It's like the popular thing to pick on this could week. That, could that be because it's a show for women, about women? I don't know. I, I, don't I, I liked it. I don't even think it's that. I think it's more the fact that the whole show like really leans into the fact that it's like making fun of neckbeards and incels. Oh, that uh, as and well, yeah. Shock horror, the neckbeards and incels took it is offence <laughs> so but I, I thought like the first episode was really bad and then every episode after that was really good it helps that like the main character is very lovable and very cute and very cool um, when she's She-Hulk I thought the CGI was terrible and watching like that and then what like I'm watching another property owned by Mar- uh, Disney Andor and I'm Andor. like where the fuck like you know like Andor looks fantastic you can tell where the whereas with She-Hulk I was like she's not have just pumped a wee bit more money into 
fucking getting that CGI right. I think Andor seen as more of a uh, sort of sure thing than She-Hulk was. Because it's off the back because of... Because it's off the back of Star Wars. Yeah, Rogue One. It's off the back of Rogue One, which is considered probably the best Disney, Recent, uh, Disney Star Wars movie. It is. Uh, whereas She-Hulk, yeah, it's another Marvel show, but it's a show about women, talking about women, taking the piss out of people. Mm. It's maybe not going to get the same kind of... They obviously felt Andor was where the money was better spent but also a lot of Andor's effects are practical effects that's true I mean they do make a lot of models yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. have you but been watching Andor Danny? I've seen the first four episodes seen I think the first four okay. we can't so, enjoy them it's very not Star Wars yeah that's which is quite refreshing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's the sands of Tatooine are nowhere to be seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, yet there's still an. Oh yeah, left, we've still got an ep left, but <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, it's it just keeps getting better as oh. the actual goes on. I said to said to Tommy though, like in like the the kind of mid season to later episodes, like the Mon Mothma stuff takes like such a bigger role in it, and I genuinely think that her storyline is like way more interesting than Cassian Andor's one. Especially look where, where it's gone the, to now. Yeah, yeah. The predicament that he ends up in after like the the main kind of heist mm-hmm. kind of part of it, uh, I I really kind of dislike that whole part of it. But I said to Tommy, like rather than calling this Andor, I think they've got to the point now where they should just start making a show just called Star Wars again, that's about the entire yeah. galaxy. Yeah. But as I said to you, Andor is a PR thing because it's yeah, off the, the back of Rogue that, One. That's that's, that's, that's the connect, marketing thing. That's a connective tissue. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is a lot of Star Wars stuff that folk haven't seen because oh. they either don't know the characters, uh, or no interest in, maybe because they don't like it because it's animated or whatever. But you know, that like, I mean, it never came to pass. But there was always that talk of a Star Trek doing a show that wasn't about one individual ship or station that was actually just about the Federation. And I always kind of like the idea yeah. of that as well. Like, Star- I mean, that's kind of what Game of Thrones yeah, was. Yeah, but Star Trek's been going from strength to strength for years, mate. One wee thing totally not related to the, the content Andor, but it's just it's a really picky thing. You know when you turn on like Disney and it says like skip episode recap, oh, yeah. so skip the recap, skip intro, skip, skip intro, and it's it not the skips, intro. Skips the Star Wars titles where it does like, anything. All right, do you, then, why, do you want to know why it does that? And then there's another thirty seconds of yeah. the fucking Andor logo. No, but do you want to know why it does that? It's because the and the music as that uh, Andor logo is is rising changes, oh, right, and, God, it, and it kind of gives you an impression of. What the kind of episode you're getting? It's a mood setter. Yeah, it's a mood setter. Mm. Like for instance, is uh, slightly further on from you. I won't, I won't uh, <clears throat> spoil it. But there's a definite change of okay, you're going from kind of orchestral to here's heavy synths because it's a bit more dystopic now. Because Tiesto's in there, don't I haven't never know because I just press forward by 30 yeah. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, me and Tommy have been watching it together, and uh, we have like really enjoyed it. But there's a character in it who's like the total fucking the, mark. Yeah, the, the square from every twisted uh, sister album. Carm, Big the poor, the poor sad boy. Yeah. But, like, see every time he's done it. Like, he's the guy from the start. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the, 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 the fucking yeah. narc. The grass. Fucking, 
the total jobs worth, man. And, uh, uh, the guy fucking idiot. Chernobyl's in it. Scottish boy for Chernobyl. Aye, aye, yeah. yeah. But every single time that like fucking narc uh, shows up, man. Like, <laughs> I don't even know his name. <laughs> I don't even. Uh, the neither of us. Neither of us pay attention to it. Just like I think fucking, it's really, like, like, fucking really good because it's like it's, one of the things I really like about the show <clears> is that it's just entirely miserable. Everything's shit. Uh, Everybody's having a bad life. Every episode ends in a downer. Yeah, you should watch uh, uh, House of the Dragon. <laughs> fucking depressing. Uh, this is a minor spoiler, but see the narc, he hits on somebody and her reaction is priceless. She's like... <laughs> I never saw that as him hitting on her. I thought it was more of him... She, she certainly seen it. Des- <laughs> yeah, I, I, I read that more as he was desperately begging for a seat at the table again. Oh, no doubt. There was that, but it's also, have you been following me? Well, I a bit. You're yeah. like, you're a fucking creepy narc. Yeah. Thanks, Harold Carm. He's, he's mad more. As more who hates him. Just Aye. see, that's the thing. Fucking great how the last couple of episodes. It's just him sitting, sitting eating cereal. <laughs> space cereal with the space blue milk. Fucking and his mom's like, you're a fucking loser. You're barely a son. And get out and all that. Space cereal. That sounds good. Then he's got his wee fucking got stupid the, space tie. Eyes. Oh, it looks like a fucking seatbelt, man. It's so rubbish. <laughs> yeah. And there's the space fruit that's all jaggy for some reason. <laughs> That way, I space through, right? I mean, that's what it looks like, that's, right? That's what it looks <laughs> fucking like. idiot space jobs worth. Yes, man. Yes, he's terrible. But it does a really good thing <laughs> of like the empire in total Nazi mode, but not in a they're not like in a kind of pantomime. Tru- I mean, we like uh, Palpatine, but you know, he doesn't like he chooses scenery. It's kind of pantomime. Uh, they're full on just Nazis. It's, it's very much just a bureaucracy. Right. Yeah, because it's a total like, espionage spy thriller, man. It's really I, good. I do like how it's got like several cantankerous old men but they're not Peter Cushion as well right. like uh, like none of them are kind of doing his Grand Moff Tarkin shtick it's no, kind of no it's good as well I like, like, like the, depending on how many bits of Lego they've got in their chests you can tell who's who's important yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> show's good though that's, that's, it is and and it's and 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 I'm really enjoying the show of it Jake they'll get a spin off of it that's just called Erso <laughs> I would be very surprised if you don't see more than Erso <laughs> I mean, like, how much do you just air so? As, yeah, folk from Scotland and Glasgow get a yeah. proper kick out of that. So, Danny, it, tell us about House of Dragons. Is it shite? Yeah, I was watching it at the same time as I was watching Lord of the Rings. The Rings of Power. And I definitely preferred, preferred that. Because uh, you seem quite up on... Oh, wait, wait, you preferred Rings of Power? Yeah. Right. I quite enjoyed Fuck. Rings of Power by then. A, a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's first there, it's all right, and then it gets... Pretty good, and then it slows down yeah. again, but then it kind of picks up. And I mean, it's dumb as fuck. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, like it's not, it's not really like it's just a, a, a nice kind of light thing to watch. Yeah. it's an eight hundred million joke. Uh, well, fuck. Uh, it's I have no interest in it. I'd, I watched a bit of an episode, but see, ever since they announced it, I like I just don't care. You didn't you watch the films? Did you? Uh, I've seen the films. I did you like them? You've, uh, not seen, I, you've not seen the Hobbit movies. Yes, I have. Have you all of them? Uh, yes. Why do you hate yourself? Um, the funny, uh, like Battle yeah, of why, why Battle did, Five Armies is the best of the three, but that's them? saying something. That's like saying Sith is the best uh, prequel. It's like yeah, it's the best of a bad bunch. That's like not even true because Final yeah, Menace is the best prequel. One hundred percent, Final Menace is the better prequel. They get progressively worse as they go along. No, there's not a single. Final Menace is racist. There's not a single likable character in the entire show of the the rings, like the House of the Dragon. They're all is Matt Smith any good? Miserable. Ah, there's some good performances, and it's not terribly written or anything. It's just 
dour. A dirt. Fuck, it's such a slog, I thought. Mm. And plus, it's like, it's one of these things as well with prequels, you know what happens. Uh, like. So, the the end of the story has really been told. What's, what's kind of the point? Unless you're a mad Game of Thrones head and you just can't get enough of it. There's also quite a lot of scenes in it uh, which I think were just unnecessarily gratuitous. I don't mean sex. I, I mean, that's uh, kind of Game of Thrones, though, right? Game of Thrones, yeah. Aye, it, did, it did feel like they were just putting them in there to... There's, there's one particular scene, there's a, there's a lot related around childbirth <coughs> uh, and actual labour scenes. And there's one particular scene which is just like, is there not like a, sake. Is it not one of them's got like an, an incest storyline as well? That's disgusting. I know, but again, that's what I'm saying. They've done that. You know what I mean? So is that, royalty is, that, is that an included ages? effort? Like, you know, oh, we did that in Game of Thrones. We'll do it this time as well. <laughs> well that's not really a surprise. I don't think when that happens. It's just, that's no gratuitous. Is it not, was it not like a weird relationship between like a, a, a girl child and like a male? Like a, Scheme a of Thrones? Thrones. Welcome to royalty through the ages. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she's like I think she's like fourteen or fifteen I think and he is maybe early twenties, okay. uh, and there's a hint of well something almost happens and then later on something does happen by that time when she's she's apparently they've actually <laughs> they've actually I think moved on to is it the third no it's the second actress who played her there. There's, there's a lot of the characters are played by multiple actors over. I don't know, like a just, they, they just, they Oh right, there's like, like a alright, okay. In big big sections for the first half of the series. I mean, it's like it's well made. It looks great. It's just they, they don't necessarily have that problem of shooting things in the dark. I uh, some of the scenes that are kind of like Danny close my curtains or adjust my TV because it just looks like someone's put a blue sheet on my telly. Mm. Um, or right. a dark blue sheet. I thought you meant like dark as in like the Batman dark where it's no, just dark I, all the time. The Whatever that episode with the war. It's just. Oh, right. You can use the end. Ah, that's right, that's right. I'm talking about it. What? What? It's just. It's no. It's nobody. So, how many episodes that rings a power had you guessed who Sauron was? Uh, I've I've found it fairly obvious. I've now had it wasted as well, and it's past the point of fucking trying to conceal it. But, like, uh, a friend of mine who is a massive Lord of the Rings fan was constantly texting me about how fucked off he was. He's like read the books, he read the Silver, he loves he loves the movies. No. Uh, part, not the not the Hobbit movies, <laughs> but the original trilogy. And he was just getting so frustrated and annoyed because like the thing is, man, see Sauron, you're like, oh well maybe it won't be obviously this person. But then it just is. Yeah. And he's like it's like there's no red herrings. And I was like, he's nah, there's fuck all man. It's just like it's it's this guy or girl. And you're like, okay. They try and take a wee left field turn at the start but the writing's the last, not the last episode but is the writing finish. just not strong enough to do it where you're like no it's just it's, it's, just it's too obvious, it's too obvious. <clears throat> like they, they basically say he's Sauron like they, they, one of the yeah. characters says he's Sauron I think before the credits even roll uh, and does, even the start of the last episode does it do that is it like one of those things where the, the character goes up and says hey, see mate these rings that's a good idea he's Sauron <laughs> <laughs> Not, it's not. Not, it's not, not, to, not to really spoil anything, but I see a lot in the last episode that Sauron, the guy who you don't know is Sauron yet, going up to Calibrimbor going, I would see if you did this. And if you did this, oh, you might need to make it a wee ring. You mm-hmm. might need to make it for you. Oh. I, like, yeah. yeah. And nobody's like... But it's, you see, because it's quite obvious from early doors, it's not like a total bummer, because because it's so obvious yeah. for so long, you know what it is? So you're not fucking waiting to be 
Oh, I wish he would just surprise it with, with somebody else. Look how poorly that turned out for Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, it was like, it got to the, like, the last season that I it was like, guess the Cylon. Soul ties a, a fucking Cylon after he killed his wife for being a Cylon. It's like, fuck off. That's what I did. The, at that show, <laughs> a lot of shows was through the writer's strike that just suffered from shit. It's got a like game <laughs> But see, um, you're talking about all, the prequels. Ah, well, you know the thing. I think speaking of Andor is kind of a prequel thing now we know how that goes but I'm like there's still a lot to be explored yeah. about the rebellion kind of starting I'm kind not a Star Wars head man so like a lot of that shit yeah. is just lost on me I just feel no. like it's a show yeah. I, I don't have any that, like I, because I know this is a prequel every single time a new character was introduced I was like oh man is that fucking Crix Medine is that one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nerd yeah but like I really Crix <laughs> Medine <laughs> I think I saw him in the shops last week <laughs> Buy a six pack of beef pillows. Oh, man, you, you missed it. You could have. You could have made a Twix joke there, mate. Um, like I really, like I really enjoyed Breaking Bad. And when Better Call Saul was announced, I was like, "Here we go, the cheap prequel spin-off And like, well, <clears throat> Better Call Saul for me is nearly on par. I still think Breaking Bad's better, but Better Call Saul does that thing where yeah, you kind of know he's going to become you know Saul Goodman, but like James McGill's story. Uh, before he saw Goodman, like with the relationship with his brother, then it moves on to something else, then it moves on to something else. It's like, yeah, I know how this is going to go, but it does a cool thing where it flashes forward from Breaking Bad, and then you eventually get a closing chapter on what happened to him. I think prequels are a fine concept because as long as it's a, a good enough story to tell, oh, yeah, you can get there. But they, they, they do quite often, yeah, like, they again. do quite often lack <clears throat> tension though, because you know, like, like they. they rarely ever steer clear of situations where it's like oh man is the protagonist going to die well that, that's why that's why not. you have well, to that's build, one of the build big, up sorry, that's one of the big things about Game of Thrones where it's, <laughs> like unless you've read the books and even what point when you got to the point where the show's caught up with the books people didn't know what was going to happen because it's uh, a show that's famous for killing main characters left out and centre mm. so if you know who what character survived because it's it's all been written it's but that, that's why you have to build your, your actual supporting cast Mm. To have to have stakes, oh, um, it should be about that. But, it should be about, yeah. but you, you need your story to be have a wider scope than just well, that your protagonist journey. Oh, yeah. And that's definitely Andor yeah. definitely has yeah. that. Yeah, but when you you're saying about like, well, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Again, an unnecessary again talking about Breaking Bad was El Camino. The what I'm to Jesse that wasn't that great because <laughs> you didn't really care. It was yeah. like. The end of him and Breaking Bad, that's fine me. I don't need to know the rest of it. But it came out and I watched it. I was like, yeah, it's fine, but it's unnecessary. Whereas with Better Call Saul, that feels like a piece of the jigsaw puzzle. Right. You know what I mean? So I think like with prequels, you can make can it feel like it's relevant. It can be done. And then sometimes you look at one and you're like, that's fucking just, they're just shitting this out in the back of this and it's right. not really... Also, man, like Paddy Constantly just hangs about in that show for so long. See, by the end of it, he's just a fucking skeleton. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, you love Big Paddy as well. I do, right? I do. I love him in a lot of stuff. Aye, Dead Man's Shoes, especially. That's a great movie. Mm. Um, Did you watch any more Cabinet of Doctor Cat? That's not the, the Cabinet of Curiosity. No, I haven't. I haven't started. Uh, have you not? I thought about waiting for Paco, <clears> and then Paco said he started watching the plane back from Romania. So I'm like, okay. fuck that guy. And then you have, have you watched Paco? I watched like half of the first episode uh, because 
I was insanely hungover on that plane and was doing that thing where I was just like amazingly uncomfortable. So like I turned it on, like I watched like Guillermo del Toro's little intro. Oh. And it was like, oh, this is like quite characteristic and stuff. He's clearly trying to do like a Hitchcock presents yeah. effort. Yeah, that's very much. And then it was like, oh god, I feel so annoyed. So like, it just kind of turned off. Not <laughs> not at the Netflix show, but just like in general. And then like I tried to listen to music and he just got annoyed at that. And then it was like shifting about my seat. And it was like, I guess I'll put Cabinet of Curiosity back on. And I watched like ten minutes. And it was like, oh, oh man, this hangover of rubbish. And like turned it back <laughs> off. And like. I, I think I must have like eventually made it through like half an hour of it or something like uh, a, nothing. So not you you must have been a fun passenger at uh, that point. Got it. And okay. you've watched one. I've watched one. Uh, the first one, I no, no, no. It was I watched it with someone who did not want to watch anything scary or gory or creepy, so they chose the one that sounded the least of that, and it's the one. What, have you seen it all? I've seen it all. Yeah. So it's the episode where the woman. He works at the bank and she wants to be accepted and beautiful oh, okay. and, whatever, and she she buys this cream off the air of one of these late night advertisement channels. Does it turn her to stone? That's I was thinking that it as well. Not then. Turn to stone. No, it doesn't uh, turn her to stone. It's not well, a there's, cat movie. There's, there's no uh, there's no gore or scares or anything. It? It's, just it, that, it's, it's it's weird and then it gets a bit violent at the end, but then it just gets weird again. Uh, I, I will watch that man. Yeah. I like Guillermo uh, del Toro and uh, you were you gave it a glowing glowing review. I, I enjoyed every episode of that. Yes, there are some episodes which are better than others. Uh, the third episode, the autopsy, uh, they're well, they're all directed by di- different people. None of them by Del Del Toro himself. Did he not do two of them? No, he wrote two. Of them. Wrote I two. think he directed the first one. Did he direct the first one? That would make sense because it's like it was like the based based on a story by Guillermo <laughs> del Toro, directed by him and written by him. All right, okay. I, I thought there wasn't any of them directed by him. Uh, so this one, uh, episode three, <clears throat> the autopsy, directed by David Pryor, who did. Um, Prior to that, what did he do, Neil? He did the empty man. Fuck off, Tommy. Daddy laughed. Yeah, just sandbag him. It was easier. <laughs> but he looks, he looks like he's so fucking pleased with himself. I said that purely knowing Daddy would laugh, <laughs> and he's still laughing. Um, but it's got a very good performance by F. Murray Abram, who he's oh, always honestly, good. I thought he was I dead. I think he's dead. Aye. <laughs> he's no. He's still, fucking still great, man. Along. He's great. It's got a really good uh, kind of creepy vibe, and then it goes kind of weirdly cosmic horror, uh, which yeah. a lot of them go oh. weirdly cosmic horror, and then because they all you can feel the Lovecraft influence all oh. over. The well, was thing. he was he not going to uh, make a from the mountains of madness before? He, he don't really did want to do oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. and Ridley Scott ruined that. Yeah. Not well. He ruined the film, but he also ruined the idea of us getting that. Well, there's, there's two episodes which are just straight uh, <clears throat> adaptations of Lovecraft. Uh, which stories? I can't remember their names. <laughs> um, Did you say is it straight adaptations? They're straight so adaptations. is there a lot of uh, no, no racism? No, no, <laughs> shy away from the racism. Oh, well. it, yeah. Um, they do well to shy away from the racism elements. Um, I mean, you're gonna kind of have to these days, man. Can you imagine if they brought it out? Uh, my favorite episode, though, was episode seven, the viewing, starring Peter Weller, oh, uh, we'll Sophia Botella, is that her name? Uh, She's in the first Kingsman. She's oh. a woman with a knife feet. Oh, why? <laughs> Yeah. Directed by Panos Cosmatos. Who did Mandy? Who did Mandy? 
and the film, not the substance. And we followed them. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be fair. You watch that, you're like, man, that guy's seen some shit. Uh, <laughs> okay, this could be really ignorant. I only know one Greek director. Is it, and he, he did a weird film about a family in a house. Was that the same guy? They were all trapped in a house or something like that, but they wouldn't let them leave. There was a swimming pool in it. He also did Lobster. Is it Lobster? Is it no, that's that's, um, that's the guy that did the favourite. And uh, the, the killing of a sacred deer. Yeah, is it not Yanos? Something. Aye, aye. So uh, just being like, really it really. Is it yeah? Is it Yanos? Being a uh, second name's an L. Is it Lobster? I, I, I wouldn't dare <laughs> to put it out there. Yeah. So Panos Cosmatos uh, makes a lot of kind of very he- very heavily 80s influenced kind of <clears throat> kind of late 70s influenced sci-fi horror uh, a lot of lens flare a lot of kind of mm. um a lot of post effects yeah. on stuff a lot of good use of color good use of like sim soundtracks and the soundtrack in this episode is amazing mm. um and it's just weird as fuck and looks amazing mm. it's fantastic We're, sorry I kind of zoned out a bit are we still talking about Cabinet of Chaos? yes we are, we are. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the only thing I would say about it as a show is I think some of the episodes could have been done being rearranged huh. well, the last episode uh, is by Jennifer Kent who did uh, Dexter no did the Babadook oh right I thought Jennifer Kent oh, no I'm thinking of Rolf Kent who did the music yeah Right. Uh, she did the Babadook Clark. and Nightingale. Uh, I honestly are, thought the Babadook wasn't as good as I, I, said it was. I think it's a decidedly average film. Mm. Everyone's gone on and, and it was amazing. I was like, was it? And she kind of retreads a lot of the same kind of stuff. Like, mm. Whereas every other episode has been kind of Lovecraftian cosmic horror and kind of weirdness. Mm. This is pretty much a straight up ghost story. But like another film I'll talk about in a wee minute. And so many other films which come out now is about trauma. Right. Um, <laughs> see, see how we were all kind of talking about <clears throat> the Paco in. Sorry, I kind of zoned out. We still talk about that. I don't know why, but it made me think of like one of the, the funniest scenes in uh, Succession where they're all chatting and then you go, Are you okay? He's like, full disclosure, I'm having a panic attack. It's the, uh, one, the old, of, one of the older kind of One of the two wee kind of goons guys. Uh, that are it's, like, it's when they've been a. Uh, Held hostage in the hotel. Uh, Full disclosure, I'm having a panic attack. Full disclosure, I'm having a panic attack right now. They're like, oh my god, lie down then. Man. He he says it so whatever-ish. It's like, it was was perfect. When did we watch Succession? Have we spoke about that since the... Had Um, we we finished watching it? You were still in the process of watching it. Yeah. Third best show ever written, in my opinion. Number one, The Wire. Number two, West Wing. Yep. I would even throw... Number, Number four. Frasier. <laughs> well, Frasier is good, but uh, I would throw even Primetime Simpsons uh, in amongst that as well. Yeah. I've not seen The Wire, but like, I find it hard to believe that it could be better than West Wing. It is. Well, I'll tell you what The Wire does really well. See when something really dire happens, the credits don't just have a... It's like something really... Oh, my knee's been shot, and then there's really upbeat music that happens over the credits every time, and it kind of... Takes you, takes the mood away from it, but yeah, but the West Wing is still absolutely tremendous. No, it's got good music. What the bear? Yes, it does. The bear has very good music. Has great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that is on Disney Plus right now, and I know I, I don't think a lot of folk are. It's been getting kind of critically praised, but 
not enough folk are talking about that. I don't think it's very well advertised. This is a. It's just yeah. It's streaming. just on Disney Plus. It's recently added. Oh, it's a show about a chef, and you're like, it's so much more than that. What's the synopsis? Well, basically, <clears throat> uh, it's set in Chicago, and it's about this uh, chef who is trained in New York. He's trained in some of the best restaurants, but he's inherited uh, this burger rest. Well, this sandwich deli restaurant from uh, from his brother. His brother died. Well, killed himself. And he's never worked in the restaurant, but he's trying to run it <clears throat> like it's a proper like restaurant. He's trying to run it like the, the way they would in like France and things like that. Um, but as well as that, uh, there's a lot of there's folk who are just starting in the restaurant. His cousin, but he's I don't think he's really his cousin. He's just a family friend. I think he is actually his cousin. Is it? Yeah. Right, but he calls he calls him cousin a lot. But anyway, he has worked in it, and he's kind of resenting the fact that he wasn't put in charge. And it's basically. They're trying to make this better, but it's also just about the characters in it. And again, it's one of the shows that Neil will mention is a lot about trauma. But yeah. at the same time, it every, does it. every episode of that is PTSD. But at the same time, it does it really well. Yeah. It's it's again what I, like again talking about the wire. I think what I like about it is the same way I like the wire. It's very it feels very real. It's very kind of grim cold atmosphere it's uh, tense there's an honesty to it yeah it's like there's no well I think the main guy that played Lip Gallagher in the US version mm-hmm. of uh, Shameless. Shameless Shameless but yeah. I don't know that uh, the only the only name in it is a cameo uh, from John Bernthal right uh, but other than no, that there's um, <coughs> oh, oh sorry uh, Oliver Platt's in Oliver it Oliver Platt my That's god he's quite old <laughs> do you know I was I hadn't seen him in ages, but my mum and dad watched a shite show called uh, like Ch- <laughs> called Knives on My Feet. It's, a, <laughs> it's like Chicago, Chicago Med or something like that. Oh right, oh, yeah. And he's a doctor in that, so I was aware of just how old he was. <clears throat> but yeah, it's um, but that's that's the synopsis. There's not really much else to talk about it. It's really good. Uh, like you said, it just feels very natural. The script's yeah. excellent. Um, the characters are interesting. Every every one of them is interesting. There's some really good character arcs in there, mm. um, and it's only I want to say eight eps and half an hour long, but yeah. it's done. Is, it, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. But it's done really well, and I hope we uh, get a season they are, two. They're already, they've already said they are. Have they? Excellent. Uh, but I, yeah, I like the way that they all see the old call it a chef. Yeah, chef. Yeah, well. Chef. Uh, that's what this gets done. I just, yeah, I just like it's it. Like, it's like, the fact that he's like it's a sign of respect, and it's about how fo- how folk like in the kitchen is not is is that what it is? Neil, like so that you're not yeah. you're not above everyone. We're all yeah. together, the like same thing. The yeah. A... The only thing about the end, and I kind of had to look up why this happened, was the discovery of something. Oh, was it the big Deus Ex Machina moments? Uh yeah. Well, I think. That, I'm talking about the the can of uh, yeah that's what I'm yeah about, so yeah. yeah I had to look that up and thinking right what and then the there's a, a given explanation to it I'm like yeah all right <laughs> that's probably the weakest thing yeah about see it. that that's what I was talking to you earlier about mm. uh, which is it just seems like it's like is that DSX machina or all right okay everything's all right now but I'm sure it'll get explored in episode two that that's aye probably a really bad thing to have happened uh-huh. but just it, it felt attacked on oh here's a happy ending because cause yeah. the series has been so grim just now but it was it was the only complaint I had about the show yeah. other than that it's really good you posted a 
a great moment where he's having a kind of heart to heart. Oh, that watching that is the, is the realism <clears throat> connection I have felt at television program in so long. Uh, that is because you in fact are a pastry chef as well, weren't you? Well, no, it's, it's not that. It's just like anybody who's worked in kitchen has had that moment where you fucked up and you feel like that's it. I'm done. It's, and then you get a pep talk and, and, and kind of like, right, we need to get back to the game. Sit down. Somebody goes, "How did fucked up?" And you just have to come back up and go on it. But yeah, that's excellent, excellent show. But also then, when it kind of comes back later on, mm-hmm. that is also another very, very real moment right. where you're sat there going, oh, fuck. It's <laughs> got a really good jacket as well. Yeah, yes. It's a fucking good jacket. <laughs> what's, describe it. Like, what's the jacket? Uh, really? It looks like it's made out of wool, maybe. Uh, and it's kind of patchwork colours. Uh, cool. You're not selling it to me so far, man. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a jacket Jack I could see you wearing. Who, who did the Joseph in the technical dream coat? Was it Tim uh, Rice? Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber. I'm just thinking of that man, and that's lame. So. <laughs> wow. Uh, you also watched, is it The Old Man it's called? Like the, the Jeff Bridges thing? Oh, okay. How is that? Starts really well, gets a bit bogged down as it goes on. Bogged down with what? Just in its own story, just gets a bit convoluted. A little bit, uh, and there's a character who's brought into it because it's, it's like a story that spans a long time, like thirty four years or something like that. And there's a character who's brought into it that's like, oh right, uh, she's she's kind of brought into it by chance, but she's in it too much in terms of like she she really shouldn't have that much influence in the story, and she's just. So it, they, they try and weave her storyline into it a bit too much. I think it doesn't really fit. Really. What is what is the storyline? Uh, well, Jeff Bridges is like an ex CIA operative who was in Afghanistan, <clears throat> but he went rogue over there and tried to help like a warlord. This is when the Afghans were fighting the Russians, and like tried, Rambo Three. Rambo Three. Uh, <laughs> and he tries to get arms to the person in the Afghan rebel group who he thinks will be the the one to, to lead the country after it all and then it, it something else happens in the, the plot I won't, I won't say it because it wants to watch it but it kind of all goes south from there uh, and then he goes off so he goes off the grid for like and, the, and the John grid. Lithgow's after him John Lithgow is is he the feds? he's in the CIA as well but he was like connected to Jeff Bridges character back at the time so he's got a connection there uh, and then I can't remember why I think the Afghan warlord for some reason has got to someone within the CIA and now wants to get to Jeff Bridges like 30 years later so it's about him trying to disappear again right uh, speaking of people who you thought were dead man John Lithgow uh-huh. like what was the last thing he was in was it like season 3 of Dexter or whatever the fuck it was that's the last thing he's in Interstellar he's also in season 1 of The Crown he's in Interstellar yeah he's uh, Bongo's his dad no dad-in-law right yeah <clears throat> it's, it's easy to forget in that because that film does that with a lot of characters where you forget they're even there no it was a film that's easy, easy to forget Smile it's Tate and Lyle yes I, I do like that for, oh. sorry can you send that to me on whatsapp and that will be the thumbnail for the, today's episode that's a good that is a good jacket <laughs> but do you know what the best jacket is Kays and Blade Runner yeah, that, no, I, I, I still I'm one gonna, day want to own that jacket I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and disagree that this jacket from the old man is a good jacket uh, no that's from, from, the, bear. Bear. from the bear like it looks like something an absolute fucking hipster wanker would wear yeah, that looks warm <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair Illinois looks chilly as fuck yeah, it does look cold 
So I smile is, uh, was so it I, was fine. It was forgettable. I, I remember speaking to you saying, if you've seen The Ring and if you've seen It Falls, it's a mishmash of them. Yeah. It's predictable. It's entertaining, but you will forget about it like a couple hours later. All, so, all, oh. all the best stuff in that film was in the trailer. Yeah, and you can tell how it ends a yeah, mile off. Nah. It's like as soon as it sets up the thing, you're like, yeah, I know how this ends. Yeah. And, like, it, I, and I, won't, it, I won't lie, like I watched it and I was with it for a while and I found as it was kind of getting into the third act that it was maybe starting to go a bit long and this was getting uh, yeah. a bit, so I, getting a again, bit bored. what is the, the, the synopsis, the plot? Right, Smile is about a psychologist who in her early years as a child watched her mother die um, and her mother had depression and was and this is given her trauma which she's dealt with throughout her whole life. So she gets this patient who supposedly is seeing things things and this thing has a terrible smile and it says you're going to die in, in seven days. It doesn't give a specific day because there's more things that happen which where well, they kind of mess around uh, with the days. As the film goes on, they kind of work out how long they've got to yeah. happen. So it's yes. somewhere between four and seven days. Right. Because uh, a pattern is formed from mm-hmm. previous victims. Yeah. Uh, so she sees this girl kill herself in front of her, and the last thing that like, the girl's got is this horrible smile on her face before she then slits her throat. Slits her throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's the evil being passed on to the uh, psychiatrist, and it's about her deteriorating over time as she starts going crazy trying to work out what's happening to her. And when she's gonna die and stuff like that. <clears throat> it just all becomes a big allegory for fucking dealing with your trauma. Unusual. Um, Everything just the, now. The third act does <sighs> a lot. Well, you're just like, man, just end it now because we know we yeah. know how this is gonna go. But, oh, but yeah. it is. It's just the ring with a bit of it falls in it. Yeah, it's. It isn't as good as any of the two. Nope, nope. No, it's not close. But you can tell that's what they. That's how they pitched it. Yeah. Have there been any other horror movies that are like largely just an allegory for an STD, like It Follows was? Um, I what's the one with the with the woman who has teeth in her vagina? Is that big? Is that just called teeth? Teeth. teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much that. Okay. Ginger snaps, I think, is kind of that as well. Uh, no, is that, that not just... more about becoming up like uh, puberty? Yeah, is that okay. a puberty. Uh, one? Uh, yeah. Like so many other werewolfy uh, like a things before it. Wolf wasn't the one with Jack Nicholson. Hey, yeah, it was. He just <laughs> didn't get his pubes until he was forty. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, he's just a wolf. Uh, does that film know about getting full anyway? Uh, like, like I don't know if it's about that. It's been years since I've seen it. So he gets bit by a wolf, and then you know he starts like you know he wakes up one morning, he finds like severed fingers in his uh, pocket, and he's out you know killing folk, and then. Michelle Pfeiffer gets involved, and James Spader gets involved. Well, that's the only thing I remember about that film is when he passes on James Spader. And says, I'm marking my territory. territory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Speaking of fingers, have you seen the Banshees of Inisherin yet? No. I, what, I was the, the Banshee. I, the Banshee of did you say you were going to go and see it? Uh, I was going to, but did you see the weather yesterday? <laughs> yeah, it was the weather yesterday they stopped me. Uh, I actually was at the bus stop and went, fuck this, and just came back after I went, after I had my haircut. It's like, yeah. So, the, the Banshees of Ed Sheeran, what's going on? <laughs> uh, I say, is it Mark McDonald? Yeah. Yep. 
did Seven Psychopaths and in, in Bruges. Did he do the guard or was it his brother that did the yeah, guard? His brother that did the guard, right. I think. But again, all good. What yeah. was the one he did with Cillian Murphy? Um, yeah. And it was set in Ireland. Oh, I don't know. I man. think it was his film after In Bruges. Oh, I don't know. But uh, apparently it's been getting absolute rave. Oh, is is it a comedy? Yeah, it's, but it's very, very black. Right. Uh, you know that? Have you seen, I think you've seen the trailer. Yeah. So the trailer makes it look like it's going to be dark but funny. Mm. Uh, in, in the kind of style of In Bruges. But what I would say is like, you're pretty much guaranteed to leave the cinema depressed as fuck oh why really like it it really does not end on a, on a beat note okay. uh, not that anything mega terrible happens it's just the mood of the film just accelerates towards All right. <laughs> like holy fuck that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's sheer despair yeah. does, it, does it end up being about dealing with your trauma is it M. Bruges meets the wind that shakes the barley? Well, there's actually a little bit of the Irish, Irish Civil War in the background, but I think was it? It's that's set? just like a. Okay. Is it not set nowadays, no? No, it's set in the early 20th century, maybe. All right, aye, okay. Maybe, I'm thinking about my history, but I, the two main people in it are Fantastic Farrell and Jay, which is face. Yeah, when, when is Brendan Gleeson not good though man he's so uh, reliable so he's well, I just, I'm sure most people know the story anyway, but Gleeson they're pals but one day Gleeson the film starts with Gleeson turning around and says I just don't want to be your pal anymore yeah because you're boring and that, that, that's the film <laughs> that's about, the whole movie yeah, that's, that's, wow it's about, it's about Colin Farrell trying to find out why he's what, what's happened wow. have, have you ever actually like uh, purposefully just decided you don't want to be pals with somebody anymore has that been a thing maybe when I was 10 uh. and wasn't really aware of the repercussions but Brendan Gleeson's dead old he was like oh no there was a dude in work I mean we were never pals but like I used to make me think of it uh, the guy was just an absolute dickhead like all the time and stuff he used to just moan about everything and I eventually just said, look, man, I don't like you. Just don't speak to me. <laughs> and if you do, I'll take these garden shears to my fingers and cut them off. Because <laughs> that's what Brendan Gleeson threatens to do. Wow. Uh, aye. It's, it's pretty hard going at times. But it is funny. Like it's, it's got so much good humour on it as well. Yeah. I'd imagine if you've seen like Seven Psychopaths and in, in Bruges, you'll get that kind of humour. Uh, things <clears> in it as well. Uh, is it Barry Keegan? Don't you know how you say his name? The, Keon. Keon. the Joker. Aye. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, right, okay. The Joker from the Batman outtake. He, he was in the Eternals. Yeah, uh, I still haven't seen that. Druig. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I'd like, but you told me the plot. I'm like, nah, you're all right. Mm. Yeah. I think there's a, the woman in it who's really good. He plays Colin Farrell's sister. Terrible with names. I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. She's excellent as well. Uh, generally, all his cast is good in it. I only watched Seven Psychopaths for the first time recently and I was like, wow, this did not go how I thought it would go. And uh, it was good. I thought In Bruges was better. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to see that though. And I know, well, a friend of mine, he went and watched um, The Triangle of Sadness, which won the Palme d'Or, but he he wanted to go see uh, The Badge of Ishidan. Uh, any sharing any and he said it was sold out so that kind of says to me to that's good because I'm like I thought that'd be like I thought I'd be in for three weeks and then it's away <clears throat> but that's cool because I, I do want to see that definitely worth watching but just like get yourself a pint or something after it <laughs> <laughs> phone your friends are we still pals <laughs> <laughs> or phone your pals that you don't like and be like we're no longer pals 
Uh, so tell yeah. me, do I tell, tell people about Barbarian? Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean that's that's the most recent <clears throat> film that you guys have seen. No, I've seen two worse than that. Oh, right, okay. Uh, well, uh, Paco actually, <coughs> Paco actually had to do some uh, dog sitting for uh, Andy Connors. who used to he did one episode of the show. And yeah, the episode where we recorded about Endgame. Yeah, but he was uh, invited down to Leicester Square to the premiere of Barbarian. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, um, also a, a free bar. He said he took advantage of that. Cool. But hey, um, but yeah. So I, I'd heard quite a lot of like interesting things about this, and yeah, I, like me and Neil watched it, and it starts off well. The plot is, um, I don't say a thingy scars. Um, Bill scars. Bill scars guard. And uh, the kind of the leading, uh, the lead female in it, I can't remember her name. They rent an Airbnb at the same time, but they don't. They do, I was like, oh, I, it's my turn. No, it's your turn. It's like, okay, well, we'll just share it, I guess. But then, kind of strange things happen in the house, and then at one point, she wakes up. Bill Skarsgård's not there, and they discover there's like a, a maze, like a tunnel downstairs that leads to like this room with a. A mattress and a camera on it <clears throat> and then there's even further things and there might be things down there and you're like yeah at first the first wee while it kind of handles it quite well it's like okay I'm... the first the first act of that film escalates well yeah but then and kind of subverts your expectations of where it's going yeah and then everything by, after it yeah <laughs> everything after it it just basically becomes the history of this house and it's really weird because it jumps back in time to when, like, you know, the horrors of the house might have started and it never resolves it. It doesn't even give you enough. It just shows, oh, there was a creep that lived in this house and there was stuff that he did, but it doesn't really go into much of it and it feels kind of, like, it, unfinished. And then it jumps back to present day and then you're like, yeah, and it just starts basically throwing a lot of stuff at you. Where I'm like, nah, see, it just becomes unfocused. Yeah, it just it, keep, it keeps escalating. Yeah, and doesn't give anything, anything room to breathe, so that you can kind of yeah. process. Yeah, it's like when you watch what the a ramifications movie. of it. Is. Yeah, it's like when you watch a movie that has kind of either supernatural, well, supernatural elements to it or whatever, and you can kind of be like, right, as long as it's made in a sensible manner, I can just like you know just watch it and accept it for what it is. But then by the third act, it's like, yeah, like Neil said, it just escalates and then this happens. You're like, no, see, you've, I've, I can't suspend disbelief anymore. That wouldn't of, happen. Then they break the laws of physics. They break the laws of physics and you're like, yeah, <laughs> you have just fucking, like, just, and yeah, it just was a bit, when Justin Long's character come into it, and I don't mind Justin Long, that's when it starts to kind of nosedive. Yeah. You used to, you used to hate Justin Long. Did it? Aye. Until, like, specifically, he was in a comedy as, like, a really ludicrous character. Oh, yeah. Was, it I'm, was... I'm going to guess Zach and Miri make a porn. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then after that, like, you seem to kind of really kind of... No, was it Justin Long or was it not Brandon Ruth? No, it's you Justin fucking... Long, you hated it? Justin Long. Are you thinking of... No, because you, you don't like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. No. Um, no. Which is Brandon Ruth's best moment. I think Brandon Ruth, that's, I liked him in that because I was like, thought he was yeah. alright, but it was just everything else. I'm I actually like, didn't even realise he was in anything else other than Superman. He has the line, I'm not, afraid I'm not afraid to hit a girl, I'm a rock star. Uh, I also oh, like right. Dodgeball, he's in that. Um, but Brandon Ruth is? Oh, no, just a long story. Yeah, uh, yeah but it, he's, you know, you kind of, you know, he's there, but you're not really paying attention to him. I don't he, even know. He's like the everyman in it. He's so an to speak. offensive. 
Tiffin Long. Yeah, I don't remember that really. Did I? I used to like this so you can get a fair bit. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was, and it, he's fine in the film in in um, Barbarian. But yeah, and I'm just like, by the end of it, I was like, man, this was misleading, misleading. Conan's not even in it, fuck's sake. Do you, <laughs> do you feel though that you disliked it because it wasn't what you expected? No. Like if you were to go back and watch it again, knowing where it goes? No. No. The third act no, completely loses you. It's just it's a bit of a mess. It so. completely loses you, the third like, act. It's one of these films... It's not good at time either. It's like how long yeah. is... Like at one point there's someone being held captive who's been kept alive purely through breast milk. You're like... How long's this yeah, person been down here? Yeah, been down there for like two weeks. Oh, you're like, fuck off. But nothing's yeah. changed. So she she's, could uh, survive two weeks in breast milk. But, she's, Aye, but, but she looks like... Her still the same. Yeah, she's, she's not dirty or anything She's down like. in a big dank hole. She's not that dirty. Yeah. Her hair's all right. And yeah. It's... Yeah. But it was... It's, it's a film that I think has a lot of good ideas. It didn't need to use all of them. And should have maybe expanded out right. some yeah. more of them. It had it potential. Could have taken like another pass at the script just to kind of yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. That third act should have been. Well, it, it's it's too it's too focused in trying to ramp things up and and shock you, mm-hmm. and it nothing has any meaning really mm-hmm. because of that. Right. Should have kept the the fabled breastlink. Breast link, breast link storyline <laughs> for, for Barbarian. Too. See, the thing that's really fun about Barbarian, it's in Detroit, and it's like where the actual street is, it's as if it's like Escape from New York. It's just like, yeah, folk uh, have just forgotten about this it's, street. It's, one, it's I mean, one of these modern Detroit movies where they try and depict it as the fucking Mad Max world. I was going to say, though, is Detroit not supposed to have been that for a while? Like, I, I heard it's like being kind of a lot, a lot brought, brought back into like being like a. Oh, they fixed yeah, the water situation. That, 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 no, that, was, was, that was Flint. Oh, it's Michigan, sorry, I like Flint, Michigan. This is yeah. Detroit. What am I talking about? Mark Ruffalo teaching that. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> fucking yeah. Well, I mean, you see, that was Teflon, Flint. Like Flint was the one that was in the news, but apparently it was like a problem in a lot of places in America. Yeah, had a good basketball team in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> that was a semi-pro joke. Anyway. Right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, it's, it was just it's, all it's, right. it's a lot of hype over nothing. Yeah, I, I would, I would say it was all right, but disappointing. Because mm. it started off alright. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying. That's, is that the last thing? That's probably the last thing you went to. I went to yeah. see the Decision to Leave today, which is the new Park Chan book film. Oh, fuck. I'll definitely be watching that. Oh, so I, 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 I was looking at the cinema listings and nothing stood out. Okay. Like, because I, I, I'm very well aware I hadn't watched a film in months. If I had known that was Park Chan Wook, I would have probably gone to that yesterday. The trail I just remember seeing the trailer, I'm like, oh, fuck that is. And then it's like Park Chan Wook was like, that's fine, I'll watch that. Uh, yeah, it's... It's like when you watch The Handmaiden, you're like, what? And then you're like, fucking hell, man, what a movie. I, w- I will say that because it's Park Chan Wook film, go into it knowing probably as little as you can about it. That's uh, cool with me. And just let it, just let it kind of happen to you. Um, it's good, it's very good, it's... Uh, the visual style of it is is fantastic as per usual. Patch Handbook has a really great eye for cinema. Mm. So is, um, is this in a is, is he Taiwanese? Korean. Korean. Korean? Mm-hmm. Is it in Korean or is it it's in English? In, it's in Korean. Right. Because he did was it like he's done one English done, language movie. It's called Scarlet something? Stoker. A stoker. What's the one I'm thinking of? No it's like idea. Something to do like Tell me what it's about. Use your words. I mean, I never actually form, form saw it. It was, it was called like Scarlet Blood or something, or like something. That's not a Park Chan book. 
What, who's that? I don't know, you're making I think you made that up. Oh, I wish Stoke, I had a, Stoker's got Nicole Kidman. I wish Kidman. I had a better memory. Stoker's got Nicole Kidman, uh, Ozzy Mandes. Matthew Goody. Yes, and uh, Mia Waskowski. Okay, yeah. yeah. I never, I never it's, watched it. It's okay. It's a film which is very much... It seems very dry. Yeah, you're watching it for the style over substance. Well, okay. Yeah. But this one's good? Yeah, no, this is very good. Um, it's... It's kind of odd, in a way. Like it's it's a police. Fi- it's a film about police, but it's also kind of a weird romantic kind of comedy, but also a weird romantic drama and weird psychosexual. Yep, that's part Chadwick. So I'm cool with that. But it plays out. Kind of plays out a way you think it would play out, and then it does great, the part Chadwick thing of. Nah, you've probably still got another 40 minutes of this to watch, so here's where it's really going to go. But was it like that 40 minutes you're like, wow, man, yeah, no, I, that, this enhanced like, it, I didn't, it, I want, it I'm not it, The best, like, it didn't kind of, I think but the best part of it's been years was a handmaiden. Uh, that was a film I walked into knowing absolutely nothing about Same, it. other than it was just directed and, by him and it and was fucking great. The way that film plays out Turns. Mm-hmm. just blew my mind. Like there's a turn like 10 minutes into it. I, have, I still haven't seen that and would probably well watch it, so I've got Right, know. okay, but there's like that just keeps on going. And that's a film where, much like Barbarian, it escalates, it just keeps escalating, but it does it. It's done it in a, in a craftful way yeah. where it gives you the time and it gives you the context and it gives you what you need to know to really kind of believe that that's a, a viable uh, plot. It's one specific scene where this lassie gets her mouth fingered and from then on you're like, right, we know where we're going with this. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even that. There's like another scene. I know scene, what one you're talking about. Scene that well before I, that. Yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, when you... Um, yeah, what's that pack? What's that fucking fantastic film? I don't know. I, I uh, don't know if it's still on Netflix or not. You, you are right that the movie I was thinking of is not Park Chan Wook. Do you care enough to know which no, film? Tell me. Tell was me. Crimson Peak was the movie I was thinking of. Do you know of. what the thing uh, is? I shit you not. I shit you not. In my head, I was like, he's thinking of Crimson Peak by Guillermo del Toro because that's what he does. I fucking, I can't believe I knew that. I didn't want to say it because I thought we were past it, but I, I. Swear on my niece's life. I was like, you said the Crimson Peak. <laughs> so you're not at Nights of the Handmaiden. And I would say I probably enjoyed Parasite a bit more. Oh, that's a film. Uh, Wait, that wasn't... No, it wasn't part Chamuk. It was just... No, it, no, it wasn't part Chamuk. It was Bong Chun. Was that Bong Chun? Yeah. Yep, yeah, it was. Yeah, that wasn't part Chamuk. Yeah. Then what was part Chamuk's last one? Uh, I thought it was the Handmaiden. I would have, I would have seen it. Really. I know. I would uh, <laughs> I'm Tommy Bess. I would have seen it. I would have seen it. <laughs> uh, the truth be, was it Crimson Peak? Was it the Shape of Water? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen that either. I've not. The truth be, he did the same movie as Handmaiden. The only movie to win Best Picture about bestiality. I don't think I've seen the truth be. I've not seen Can that. it really be bestiality if it's encrypted? I'm not going to say anything. No, in saying that, did they Beauty and the Beast never win anything? I don't know. No, it was up for Best Picture. Yeah, it's for an animated was... film to be nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> there was a meme up saying, you all know that Belle didn't know he was a human and no, he's so a beast. She, she had no idea he could change back. Aye. She was ready to bang him as is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. <laughs> so yeah, you're not hitting the heights of the handmaiden, oh. but it's it's still well worth a film. Well worth going to see. Oh, I mean, I'll def- I've, I've, I forgot that that was due out, so I'll definitely watch that. Well, it'd been out, and then it kind of disappeared for the weekend. But um, was it? Oh, it was for the school holidays week. Mm. Kind of disappeared for that, and then it came back just for this week. Okay. Um, have you, right, this is like nothing to do with movies, and I don't know why it came in my mind just now, but have you read the uh, the graphic novel um, versions of The Thing, as in like The Thing from Outer Space? It's a novella, is it not? What? No, there's like, there's different runs of it. A, oh. As in the sequels to the film? Yeah. I think I've read one of them. Was it any good? Nah. No. If no, I remember no. correctly, if, if it's what I'm thinking <clears throat> of, I don't remember thinking of that great. Okay, fair enough. Did you watch anything... For like Halloween, I watched you, you Seven. Watched? Does that count? I mean, I never watched it for Halloween. I can't even believe that's only the second time you've seen that oh, fucking yeah. belter. So you that watched was Halloween, Halloween end. oh, it ends. ends yeah. yeah. Oh man, that film's a shiter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not watching that, and I'm a massive Halloween fan. But again, that is a film that has a lot of ideas. It's just chosen the wrong. It's just chosen the wrong franchise to try and kind of play them out. Yeah. It's, it's not good. It's, it but this, this is like the third the, in the, the, re, yeah, yeah. the rebooted trilogy. Yeah. And like the first one was well regarded. Halloween 2018's, uh, yeah, it's a yeah, fine effort. Yeah, I think that's a good film. Halloween man. Kills <clears throat> is not balls. Very good. And yeah. this and one, from, is even worse. from what I heard of this one, I was like, no, fuck that. Yeah. I get someone to tell me the plot, and I'm like, nope, I'm not watching that. I also watched John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness, the last good John Carpenter film. I would say so, yes. Yeah. I would say so. Escape from LA is watchable, but it's not is it's it not good. Ghost from uh Ghost from Mars is shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm not disagreeing with you about the that. The ward with is not very good. No. It's it's the thing about John Carpenter as much as I'd like he recently had said he'd love to make an adaptation of the video game Dead Space. And as much as I love John Carpenter, he's not the guy to do it. John Carpenter's era was the eighties and a wee bit of the early a wee bit of the nineties, but like that man can just right, concentrate so, and collecting checks and doing banging soundtracks. Tommy, the film execs come at you. They're like, "Wait, hey, Tommy, we've narrowed down to two directors. It's John Carpenter or Jordan Peele. Who do you pick? What for? For Dead Space? Oh, I'd be like, nah, go get some more. <laughs> <laughs> I've already told you. If someone is, if someone was to like, you're like, oh, if you want uh, someone to direct this, that this film, this doing. <laughs> no, I, it's like, yeah, it'd be like, right. If someone said to me, right, you can pick any director to do a Dead Space adaptation, I'm like, David Fincher. Right. I would take that in a fucking instant and he would do it brilliantly. I would also take a David Cronenberg. No. Oh, no, I can see that. No. I can, I can, I can, see, I can see Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. I watched Cronenberg's see, new effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil, man, like, I resisted the urge to a congratulate you on the three previous excellent segues you did because every time it happens in a podcast somebody overthrows it by going that was a really good segue <laughs> so I just left it but hey yeah, yeah. well done you're, yeah. you're uh, on point with the yeah, segue yeah. game this ep so Crimes of the Future fucking might hell. be my favourite film of the year so far no it's not it's not though it might be because I have now watched it three times and both of them <laughs> all three times hell. was it called Crimes, Crimes of the Future, of the Future. That's I a know. good name. And all three times, I have found more and more to love of it. 
that movie fucking goes places that's for sure have you watched it three times in the cinema no I watched it once in the cinema I have I have paid to watch it uh, two more times mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah what's about what's it on uh, well you can get it on um, Amazon I've been getting it off Apple because right. there's this 4k and Amazon doesn't well, you've seen, you've seen is, it, is that on is that included in the Apple TV subscription thing oh aye but it's a tenner to rent it even if you're paying for the Apple TV no no because you can use Apple TV to rent stuff without having to pay for Apple TV Plus right but I stupidly am paying for that ever since Ted Lasso so yes you still need to pay the £10 for it because it's not in yeah, there they're pulling an Amazon on you mate man we need to watch Severance as well yeah, yeah we could finish that with it. and that like what was it like the the future of mankind or something for the future of mankind I've heard well, that's not very good I've heard that it is really good well you're referring to you as a liar yeah well, man so crimes of the future yeah. that's fucking hell crimes of the future is <laughs> David Cronenberg back on top weird as fuck form and it's erotic form Viggo Mortensen is an artist a performance artist as is his Mrs. Leah Sido. However, they live in, the, in a dystopian future. That looks like just looks like what Spain, <laughs> like it uh, or is it, it Italy? It looks, it looks like Italy <clears throat> if it was Italy being portrayed in a nineteen ninety four independent sci-fi yeah. movie. You, you only it, look, look, it looks very much like Naked Lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you've seen Naked Lunch, you, it's that kind of Cronenberg kind of look you're getting, that kind yeah. of Art Deco kind of... Yeah, Cronenberg lot, wasn't given a lot of money for A this, lot of browns, like. not a lot of money. Uh, so this future <laughs> where people are spontaneously, their bodies are growing new, new organs, but not ones they already had, but actually new unidentified organs. Right. As in they have new functions. Well, some of them don't have functions. Some, some of them are killing them. Benign. Uh, so they're treated as tumours. So the performance art of this couple is him uh, getting them removed. It's basically a, a, a surgery. So it's right. a surgery. So they've got this mad capsule thing which does the surgery. <coughs> uh, but because it's David Cronenberg... It's just minging, like it looks. Everything's made out of <laughs> weird flesh. And everything looks tender. Everything looks, everything looks minging. Everything looks really uncomfortable. Uh, like I remember Tommy laughing with laugh. There's a scene where you where you see him. He's getting fed. Food. <laughs> sorry, but, sorry, he's getting fed what? Food, food. But he's sitting uh, on but a. He's sitting on a chair, which supposedly uh, works in a way that it's to aid your digestion to its optimal level. That so this tears that's kind of jiggling about and he's sitting there. It's this, pure this broke. It just looks kinda, broke. It's like, it, it just looks like this thing is pure wreckedness. And it's like, it's like he's got a spoonful of stuff and it's he's trying to get it but the fucking egg's moving. I was but, like, this is a detriment to fucking his mealtime, man. What the fuck? Along, along with this mutation of <clears throat> people growing new organs, people have also conquered pain so no one feels pain anymore man that sounds nice uh so surgery and body modification in true david Cronenberg's fashion is the new sex so right. it's eroticism through much like crash was eroticism through car crashes and right. that kind of thing this is eroticism through surgery and removal of organs 
Yeah, there's like, oh man, he's moving that tumour. Cool, I'll finger myself to that. Yeah, there's Kristen Stewart's in it, and she plays it, and I think it's the best performance. She's all right in it. I never thought utter that. She's all right in it. She just plays this this kind of weird old lassie who works for the organ registration people. She's a narc. (laughs) Yeah, she's a narc. But her and her doctor pal go and and watch one of the performances, and that's her hooked, and she gets all, it's like this weird sexual frustration energy around them it's just all about I'm going to poke my finger in your, Wound. your wounds and that kind of stuff uh, it's Danny for the record looks disgusting there's, and there's, it's a weird film and it goes places and there's, and there's a weird there's a subplot where uh, there's a subplot where like they may turn, have dis- turns out yeah. he's an arc and there's, there's a rebel group of people who have, who have just... I, I've heard enough. I want to see it. I don't want to Yeah, it. It, it really uh, goes places. Is, is Viggo Mortensen now just like David Cronenberg's like News. Yeah, go-to I guy? So, uh, oh, that's another uh, thing. Uh, was that like History of Violence, Eastern Promises and this? Yeah. Yes. Uh, there, I feel like there's another one in there somewhere. But yeah, Viggo Mortensen as well walks about dressed as Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Even when it's like daylight, he walks like, about with a big cloak. <laughs> fancy Senator Palpatine, or like just like if Palpatine was in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just this super weird. The it builds up to a kind of crescendo ending, which you just kind of go. It gets very violent as well. Yeah, it does. It gets really brutal. In that's places. where the that's where the the budget went definitely. Yeah, because like, you only like, know it's the future because they tell it's, you. It starts with a child okay. being murdered. Mm. Yeah, it's, quite it's all, brutally. All good films do by by his mother. By his mother, and yeah, just it, it's. I think about that film quite a lot now. That's the three fucking times. Yeah. I'm like, I've watched that, and I will wait a while to watch it again because that uh, was a fucking mindfuck. I needed to know more. I needed to know. Is more. that still in the cinema? No, no. no. no that was there for like ten minutes because nobody watched it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you got a week. Yeah, what's like the, a week if you're lucky. What's the part time one called? A decision to leave. Right. Is there anything else worth watching in the cinema now? The certainly, child. certainly not Black Adam. Right. Okay. Oh man, did you watch that? Yeah, I did. I eventually got good watch Black Adam. <laughs> okay. No. I had very, very low expectations going in, and they weren't met. Uh, is that because you like the source material? No, I, I have no real kind of affinity for the Black Adam source material. It's more so because it feels like it took nine years from The Rock being cast to that film coming out. And mm-hmm. it feels like a film which has had nine years development. It feels well, kind of like a relic from the Snyderverse in a lot of places. Uh, and But it's got some of the kind of more modern kind of, we're kind of fun now DC kind of thrown in. Right, right. It's, it's really derivative of a lot of well, stuff. Like there's a kind of term, Terminator Two vibe. It's thrown like, in between the relationship he has with a kid. There's um, you get the JSA who's just like, all right, here's Hawkman. The B Squad. So, uh, yeah, Justice you've got the B Squad Justice League. You've got fucking Poundland, Doctor Strange, big Pierce Brosnan being Doctor Fate. Who just does all the Doctor Strange things of, oh, I'm gonna be. There's multiples of me. Oh, here's a glass kind of mirror, mirror, uh, mirror world, and there's so much slow motion used in it, and to the point where it's just oversaturated, and uh, it's all around one character. Well, mainly around one character. Well, and it just it feels. I got a question. Really bad. I heard that basically 
there's not much a plot other than the JSA saying, you're really powerful, don't do bad shit with your powers. And then The Rock beats a bunch of folk up and that's it. Right, okay, so the plot is that Ted Adam uh, lives in uh, very early doors, Kandak, which is supposedly one of these great cities of the world. Uh, it's run by a tyrant. Everybody's a slave. Tay Adam and his sons are cutting about and they're slaves. Uh, and he rises up against them because he gets the power of Shazam. Oh. I'll get back to that. Uh, I think I know what you're going to address. Get, yeah, I'll get back to the Shazam stuff. Is that the one app? I love it. And then he knows every tune. And he flies. And as, as, as uh, this hero guy goes and Freeze all the slaves of Kandak, but at the same time, was he Moses? There's kind of a bit of a Moses allegory to it, pardon me. Cool. Also, ends up destroying the city of Kandak at the same time, just like Moses did. Because, because the baddie has a crown, you see, which is mm. made up of like demons and shit. So, cuts into the future, uh, the future, sorry, the present, where I'm not gonna lie, man, I've completely lost interest. Where Kandak. <laughs> Kandak is a very modern kind of Middle Eastern city. Uh, it doesn't really tell you whereabouts in the Middle East it is. So I, I feel it, I feel the whole film is kind of an allegory for Afghanistan, um, and uh, that war. So, so Kandak has been overrun by a primarily South African group of terrorists. Uh, called um, uh, long sleeves and short sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> called called Intergang, who weirdly have this amazing technology like flying bikes and. In all seriousness, can we stop talking about? No, this I'm going. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you about this fucking film. I had to sit through two and a half hours of it. Um, I'm going to cut this anyway. You you did it have to. You chose to. I cho- again, I had to know. Uh, I don't. So. This wee woman try, who tries to go and find the crown because she knows that the baddies are looking for it and it's really dangerous. So the, the MacGuffin is the crown. And I got, I got that. So they find, so they find the MacGuffin. Baddies go, oh, we're actual baddies. We're gonna try to take this thing from you. She somehow reads a thing on the floor, which says these names. Goes, oh, Shazam! Black Adam appears, melts a guy. It's quite actually quite violent. Like. Oh, the first guy he kills, he just grabs by the throat and literally melts the skin off him, and he's a he's a skeleton, and then he just annihilates all these kind. And like a like in a a graphic way, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the Nazis open the Ark of the Covenant sort of no thing, way, or not, not just as, like not, a, a not CGI. It's a CGI, so it's not right. a claymation. Um, <laughs> and then it's just a big fight. There's a lot of slow motion. Uh, they use paint it black, which seems really out of. It just doesn't fit the scene. Oh, mate, because he's black Adam. Because he's black Adam. And then he gets injured somehow, even though he's like... Oh, he gets injured because he used a magic rock rocket. Would it have been better if they used the theme of Black Beauty? <laughs> yes. yes uh, I at least would have laughed. Um, so, they, they take Black Adam back to their house to let him keel up, and they tell him all about Intergang, and he goes and batters Intergang. And then the JS, Viola uh, Davis, who is, um, oh, what's her cooking oh, from Suicide, Suicide Squad? Squad I uh, can't remember her name. What is her name in it, man? Uh, Car- what's the lady? She's 
she the boss? She's the boss, though, yeah. Okay. She's your boss. <laughs> so she appears, she appears, talks to Hawkman, goes, here, you better go get help. He's too overpowerful. He's... Scan, this, no. This guy's been asleep for like 5,000 years. She phones up the day he arrives and goes, oh, we've got files on this kind of, he's too powerful. Right, right. Okay, so that's problem one. Like Hulk, oh, right, is that the only, that's the first problem, <laughs> right? Because I've Hulk, fucking Hulk, got Matt, problems. Oh my God, Zaini Barbie, we'll get the JSA. We are the JSA. There seems to be a team who have been together for a while, but you've never, ever heard from before in any of these films. They have an underground X-Men lair with an underground X-Men plane. This film sounds fucking shit. Uh, so yeah. they just turn up and go, oh, Black Adam, you're too powerful. We've got a battery and like, take you and put you in prison. Even though he's no done anything. Uh, and Black Adam goes, no, they have a big fight. It becomes rubbish again. Well, it always was rubbish. And then it, then it moves on to, oh, but Black Adam, I've got, I kind of got to work together now. Oh, no, Black Adam, right, okay. You go get the big, big bad guy, we'll help you. Oh, big bad guy did, uh, I've killed folk, oh, I'll come to prison. You, you, you know your DC stuff pretty well, right? <sighs> Not as much as my Marvel stuff, but I know, right. I know well enough. Is Hawkman the same character as The Hawk, or does DC have two separate Hawk-themed heroes? I believe that DC has three separate Hawkmen alone. Wow. Because there is Cator Hall, Carter Hall, and there's a second... Kanye Hall? <laughs> I think there's a second version of Carter Hall with... Cator Hall is a Fanagarian, so he's an alien. Cator Hall is... I regret asking. Sorry, uh, Car- Carter Hall is a supposed... Look, re- nerd, re- move on. The incarnation of an ancient kind of Egyptian guy and the other Carter Hall is an alien again right well thanks we so, just lost right, okay. see do you know, do you know, do you know what I was thinking about there is like see when Neil's explaining this film and just explaining that it reminds me of that bit in The Naked Gun 2 where the guy has to do his presentation and everyone is like just <laughs> and then he starts to read an erotic novel they all start to wake up <laughs> okay so I'll cut to the chase please do <laughs> this film's rubbish the film's a CGI mess. Like, of course. What a it, shocker, man. Like, anybody that watched Wonder Woman will remember that the, the final act of that is our fight with Ares. CGI is that bad. Fucking hell. And it is just... But DC's CGI is yeah, been... Well, sh- I've, I've complained about Warner Brothers CGI for fucking donkey's years. How many letters have you said? <laughs> James, um, James Gunn will hopefully fix that. <laughs> I, I, I have hope in James Gunn making, making it a bit better. But yeah, it's a rel- it's a relic of the Snyderverse. It, it tries to be so edgy. The Rock isn't even enjoyable in it. Like, I watch mm. The Rock in anything and go, yeah. oh, at least The Rock is funny. He's not. He's a, he's just such a miserable cunt the whole way through it. I do it because all he does is uh, I'm the hard man act, and it's ve- it's very much is very much that Terminator two of stony faced. If you've got to try and de- you're trying to deliver a funny line, you're doing it bouncing off a kid. And it's that, oh, you've got to have a catchphrase. And then he says the catchphrase after he's killed people. And What's the kid catchphrase? Go, oh, it's telling the man in black sent you. Oh, God. Uh, and then it's Johnny kid, Cash is then, dead. Have some respect. Then it's the kid going, oh, you've got to say it before he dies. And then he says it as he's killing somebody, the guy dies when he's happy through it. So that's a joke. It's just shit. It's, it's fucking dull. One man. last question. Is the Superman rumour 
True. Yeah, oh, aye, Cavill's in it, aye. Yeah, got to. Is he the last, the, the, he, the credit he's, scene? He's the mid-credit scene. Right. I don't know if there's one after that. I never waited for anything else after that. Mm. And to be fair, I only stayed that long because I kind of wanted to see what suit Cavill had on to see if it was the Snyder suit, and it is the Snyder suit. Oh, but we're not getting the Snyder vest no. verse back. Um, well, I thought they, like, it's not in the news this week that Henry Cavill's pulled out of doing The Witcher because he is Superman. Oh, yeah, he's back yeah, as yeah, being Superman. Yeah, the Snyder's going to do it because James Gunn is running the show. Good. <clears throat> well, you say good. I mean, you aren't too happy about they're taking Cavill out and you're getting Liam Hemsworth. I mean, like, I'd... Liam Hemsworth is yeah. fine for that show. I was saying, it's, could, can you not just like have another character? He's like, no, get it as the Witcher, so it's yeah, like you yeah. can't really he, he is switch. The Witcher. Yeah. yeah, you can't just be like him getting, handing his sword Because you're getting somebody. a prequel series, which is about, I think, Viserys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the only other character of any significance in that entire thing is Ciri. Uh, and like I would imagine a TV show, if it goes on for long enough, will eventually become about her. Will will it also look like it's got the budget of Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman? Probably. I, I tried to watch The Witcher. I was like, this looks just cheap as fuck. I, and like I don't other, care. Yeah, it does. It does. Other bits of it don't look quite as bad. But like, see if you stick with it. Like, it's a total Babylon Five Stockholm Syndrome thing. Where like you you stop thinking about how bad it looks and just start enjoying how good the actual yeah. show is. Mm. And he, like, I mean, he puts the effort into those fight sequences as well. Oh, you can and tell some, Cavill's some a of massive them are, fan and is like, some of them are, it and all that. Some of them are slick as fuck, like, especially really? in season two. I... Fuck it all, I'm trying to imagine that. Uh, on Halloween, I rewatched H2O, which is still a absolute sweet, sweet George Harlan. Harlan's haircut is the scariest thing in that Oh, mate, yeah, like, I was talking to one of my mates, but I was like, I. We were. It was the, f- the first thing you noticed. You're just like it was me. We had this. We, you and I talked about this, but then I, sp- then I spoke to another <laughs> mate. I spoke to my mate Alan. I was like, yeah, me and you were talking about who the fuck had that haircut in the nineties. Like I don't remember that apart from Hartnett. It was the first thing you noticed about. It was like, why did your haircut look all like a thatched roof kind so of thing? It's as bad as Courtney Cox's, and I think it's Scream Three. Uh, I don't. I don't remember much about Scream Three because I, I remember it wasn't very good. Yeah. None of them are very good. Screen you one, screen one's wash your mouth out now, man. Screen one, I thought was good. Screen I like screen one, two. one, two, and four are all really good. Four is not really four good. Is really good. Fuck off. Like all, <laughs> the guys just don't understand that. They're all decidedly average. Was four the one where you scared two strangers? Possibly, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That happened quite a bit. No, in the cinema. Four's the one where whenever the killer is like anywhere nearby, Sydney actively runs towards it and just starts fucking kicking it in the shins. Yeah, it's well good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to. Think. No, that's that was it. I think that's the last thing I think I watched. But yeah, H2O was. Uh, I liked it. I, I, if the series had ended there, it'd be fine. Um, and it also reminded me that LL Cool J just was in random movies, like round about you know. Oh, is it, wait, is it, who am I thinking of? It's not LL Cool J. It was a peak. No, no. Like, dude, you're going to get this before I get there. Coolio. It's like when he fucking drop kicks like a fucking... Coolio. Coolio. No, no, Coolio? no, no, no. You're thinking of Buster Rhymes. Oh, Buster, Buster, Buster Rhymes. Is it Jason he drop kicks? No, it's no, Michael Myers. It's Michael Myers. In Halloween, yeah. in Halloween yeah. Resurrection. Fuck. Buster Rhymes drop kicks Michael Myers. Through a wall. Through a wall. Uh, and speaking of Coolio, though, he died. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's what happened. Yeah. You mind, uh, I'm trying to think, he was in Batman and Robin. <laughs> he made, think it, made it past 24. 
Oh yeah. Uh, see. No, it's 23. <laughs> oh no, no, you're saying I, uh, the lyric is I'm 23 now, but will I ever see 24 uh, the way things are going? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was that the first rap song that everybody knew the lyrics to? Was that out before or after the French, the French Prince of Bel Air? Oh, after. Dangerous yeah, after. Minds, I want to say it was 95. In which case, no, it wasn't because everybody knew the lyrics to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, I knew the lyrics to Wild Thing by Tony Woke well before that. Yeah, all right. Fuck's sake. <laughs> but you are so cool. We liked uh, Informer by Snow before that. Do you I still know the lyrics? No, I can't understand how you were saying. Do you know what I'm talking about? What's it going like? No, I'm not saying that. Oh, come <laughs> on, fucking way. You nearly got you twice there. Was that before Here Comes a Hot Stepper? Uh, Burn her up. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was around the same time as like No Limit. What about, uh, what, what about Regulate by Warren Oh, Regulate's a, a fucking banger, That's mate. a really good song. Me, me and Is this going to be a bit nearly? Yeah. We were, <laughs> was it, we were, we were discussing something. You, no, you just came back home one day and you're like, no, no. Man, have you heard how this song by Nelly starts? No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not what happened. Me and Paco White were talking about like, uh, all, like the painters and uh, the decorators would come into the flat. And then it just for some reason, I was like, do you remember this song by Nelly that's the cotton here and how it starts? And I was like, yeah, good gracious ass is bodacious. And it was just like, for about 10 minutes after that, I was like, oh fuck, man, we're supposed to be sending this email. We just started talking about Nelly. And he was saying how all of Nelly's songs were, I, I quote, fantastic. And I was like, that is being kind. Take a ride with me is being nothing but better but age with age. It's a fucking great tune. Yeah, it was just weird how we were trying to send this email to the agency and then for like we sidetracked to talk about Nelly. On a fucking Blackberry. Oh, no, on Microsoft Deck? No. No, that was brilliant. Fucking hell, that just confused everyone. It's because it was futuristic. Wait, that was a Nelly tune as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Nelly and Kelly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What was it? What was it? Uh, no matter what I do, no. all I think about is you. That was the lyric. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's a good tune. Ah, fuck. Yeah, what I, the I fuck is that? Yeah, video's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they go to the cinema to see a film that is titled uh, Nelly and Kelly, blah blah blah, and like with with their separate partners. I'm like, so are we supposed to believe you just went and watched? The song about you having an affair, an affair. Sorry, the movie about you having an affair. Oh, strangely enough, at the end of In the Mouth of Madness, that's what happens. Has yeah, <laughs> it is about Nelly and Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Oh yeah, the other thing I watched was uh, Welcome to Wrexham, which I really enjoyed. I finished the first episode of oh, that. Uh, I don't I'm, think you're thing at all. I'm more inclined now to watch more of it. Uh, like I got halfway through it, like the first week that was on. And I just didn't really like Rob McKelney at all. I think he's a very uh, lovable man. But by the end of that first episode, I was like, okay, yeah. it seemed to. It doesn't seem like it's just a vanity project. So no, I'll see where uh, it goes. For the listener, uh, and well, pack you probably would watch it, but I think you'd like it, even though you like football. You like Ted Lasso because it was kind of charming and fun. Um, but yeah, Welcome to Wrexham is basically about how Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKelney bought Wrexham FC, who are non-league uh, football team, and it's basically. Rob McKelney was like, he knows what it's like to like local sports and things like that. And the whole thing is not about them really. It's about the town of Wrexham and how the their local football team means a lot to them, how it affects folks' daily lives about going to see them and the, the kind of passion they have for the, the town. It's more about the town's people and about 
uh, Rob McKinley and Ryan Reynolds kind of like getting invested in that. It'll seem familiar mm-hmm. to you because the state of that club is essentially how Ted Lasso's club looks in Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, it even does. though they're like four tiers above them apparently. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's really good. It's really charming. It's I I just I just really enjoyed it. I, I was every Thursday I was like, man, brilliant, there's a new episode. And I hope going by the way things are going, we will get a season two because Right. Rob is, McKellen, is, is season two going to be about how Rangers are single-handedly holding back this country? Well, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I only thought about it a couple of minutes ago, but it is the truth. Uh, but welcome, <laughs> welcome to Wrexham Series 2, I reckon, will happen. Because if you're a football fan, the whole thing is they're trying to get out of the, the non-league. Yeah. You know how it goes. You just have to look at reality where they're still in that same league. Yeah, but... Like, even though I knew that, see, even come the end of it, it's tense as hell. Do you know, it's weird when I, documentaries can sometimes do that. When mm-hmm. There's a documentary on Disney Plus, uh, a 30 for 30, about the Buffalo Bills. I've seen that. Called uh, Four Falls in Buffalo. Yep. Which is about how they went to the Super Bowl four years in a row and choked yeah. every year. It's, it's horrible. And I remember watch. sitting watching that with Stevie Pollock and. To get both of us getting into willing them yeah. to, try, to try and this year right this year's your year yeah. knowing full knowing well that. that they fucked it every yeah. year see the way they film like the like Wrexham playing like Grimsby Town or whatever there's a really good bit where like it's it's tense it's kind of a pivotal moment where Wrexham score like a really important goal but the way they kind of angle it it's a handball he just kind of goes like that and punches it and everyone's like yay and I was like mate fucking var that shit man that was never a goal <laughs> But yeah, it's a, I really enjoyed it, and uh, Stevie Pollock has said that he really mm. enjoyed it as well. Yeah. And I th- I honestly think if you're not really into football, it's just a it's a really kind of nice show about this town that are full of locals and quite passionate about you know being from Wrexham. <clears throat> but yeah, I think that's all I've really watched. Yeah, that's new. Uh, I will definitely watch that part Chandler movie, and I'll try and catch Triangle of Sadness <clears throat> as well. Yeah, I'm gonna try and check catch triangles around this. My mate said it's it's really good to like watch like with an audience. It's how he described it, just the way it kinda just the way kind of certain things go. Uh-huh. And I says, Alright, okay, I'll take that on board. <clears throat> There's a show on channel four called Somewhere Boy. I don't know if you've ever seen this advertised. It's about a kid who is kept inside his own house until he reaches eighteen and he's never allowed out by his father. His father tells him there's monsters outside and it's basically like it's post-apocalyptic you can't go out there it's just monsters and it's just a lie and a dog too yeah, uh, that's the guy. Okay. That's that's the film I was talking yeah. earlier on when he keeps See, the family in yeah. the house. Dude, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be that, but then like I can never remember the name of it because I, I think I used to keep calling it Dogfish. Right. Okay. Like a yeah, Dogtooth is But yeah, that's a fucking <clears throat> disturbing. That's, that's a, that's a disturbing movie. Uh, I so it's, it's kind of it's not it's not disturbing like that, but it's a. Uh, his mum dies and you kind of it's set up early on that his dad has taken this so badly that something has happened to his mum his mum's dead because somebody else killed her about trauma then I uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Neil will love that then his dad takes it really badly and that's why he decides to keep his kid inside for like 18 years I mean that's essentially the plot for the village but on a smaller scale uh, and as the oh, no but the majority of the series <laughs> the majority of the series is there's a plot development and he has to leave uh, and it's about him moving in with his aunt 
and her aunt is a his cousin because it's the aunt's son, and trying to come to terms with the world, I guess, and it's it's actually all right. It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, so, is it at any point is the boy blinding us to leave the village to go get medicine, no. even though perfectly able folk don't do it and know what the crack is? No. Okay. Right. Okay. No, no. <laughs> but like he's fucking dumb. Because he's like. <laughs> He's been kicked inside. Like the only movies and stuff he knows are all like really old classic movies. He watched some VHS on repeat. His dad, all the music he likes, is like old vinyl old classics from like the 30s and 40s and stuff like that. So he's got a really different view of the world when he does go outside into so the modern world. world. I don't know if I've seen that movie. I don't know why. It's like, so he goes out and like, you know, does the Charleston. Listen here, see. No, that sounds all right, man. <laughs> E4 at the moment has the third season of the Harley Quinn animated show on and I've watched a couple of episodes of that and that, it's good. that remains a good show okay yes a good cartoon I forgot all about that I got quite a lot of buzz when it first started yeah it's, it's a good show I think it's because we don't have normal telly well it's yeah. more for it's the Channel 4 app I'm watching it mm. I keep going to watch a cyberpunk edge runners and then like I'm just never in the mood for the subtitles whenever I go uh, to start it so just I haven't got around to it what's the language? Uh, Japanese. Japanese I've been waiting until um, I finish the game <coughs> before watching that and, the same, and now that I have finished the game I like will I, probably start watching I it I think I'm almost caught up on uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean which remains just a fucking delight fantastic. it's so good yeah uh, uh, but let's not get so into up to that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it wouldn't be a show if he didn't talk about Jojo or something okay it is actually quite are we impressive. doing that now no, 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 alright Danny what are you doing it's up impressive to? just like how it still manages to like feel fresh yeah despite how much how much has gone on well there's no it just manages to keep layering ridiculous nonsense on yeah. top of ridiculous nonsense but never feeling like it's getting stale hey, Anastasia what yeah. a ridiculous character <laughs> anyway you watched anything else in the past six months Tommy that you feel you need to bring up alright that was a very short hang about Jojo I uh, wonder why that is could it be because you were being rude I was, I, I was I being rude I was on my phone respecting your wee conversation it wasn't like oh god it's shit <laughs> uh, what else have I watched I don't know I think I think that's it I probably have watched that I completely forgot about the Cronenberg effort just because Right, yeah, it's been it. a while. Yeah, it's been a while, and just like when immediately when you remind me of that, it's just fuck, mind that. I can't believe that's been five months since the last episode. That's crazy. I mean, I can. We're pretty lazy. Well, we're, <laughs> a we're pretty lazy. B some of us have been on holiday. Some of us have been ill. It's been. I'm pretty sure one or two times I like just straight up couldn't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. When you when he came back from Romania and he was quite hungover. I was going to ask him everything, but I just seen him. I was like, "Do you want me to leave you?" He's like, "Please." Oh, I ended up in bed by like twenty past eight. Yeah. No, see, I like, see I when I was in the assignment section <clears throat> watching the decision to leave, and I happened to kind of lift my phone slightly to see what time it was, mm. and saw there was free text messages from Raptors. I just immediately said, "Oh, back was going to pull out at me." Well, for this to be, it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's it's been good. Well, I do I, also I finally, think I finally finished Legion. All right. Uh, the the Le- Legion is the, the X- Marvel. It's kind of the X Men show aye, aye. Uh, with Dan Stevens. Kind of, it's not connected to anything. It's kind of aye, really aye. its own thing. Um, 
It's a, I think that's a really good it's, show. Like, I, I never finished it, but like, it did start getting pretty good. Yeah, like, I think it's it's one of these shows which is very visually appealing. Uh, it do, it it's inventive in the way it does stuff. It does a thing which I quite like a lot, where it plays about with your uh, aspect ratio huh. uh, to kind of, well, especially kind of near the end of the last season, where there's different things happening different times. Uh, so you're kind of differentiating where things are ha- where are where things are in terms of the story by what aspect ratio right. they're using. Um, Dan Stevens is really good in it. Um, is uh, Aubrey Plaza in the whole thing, or is she uh, just? She, I think she lasts until I think it's the last two episodes. Right. Uh, she's she's, she's great. Really good in she's it. great in it. She was. Uh, I think it was announced that she was recently cast in uh, Agatha's yeah. thingy the coven. Uh, the you know, Agatha from WandaVision. Right. It's her wee show, so she's been cast in yeah. Um So yeah, finish that. Worth watching. It's on Disney Plus all three seasons. I think it's like eight episodes, maybe ten episodes oh. a season. I think I watched up to the point where Jermaine Clements comes into it. Well, you've not watched a lot of it, then. Right. What's wrong with Jermaine Clements? No, I didn't stop watching because I didn't like it. I just right. stopped watching it for because of me. I'm still waiting for season three of what we do in the shadows. To and so it's Disney Plus now. They've got the first two episodes of season four as well. Fucking thank God. <laughs> thank fuck. I've been waiting for that for ages. They also added See How They Run today. All oh, right. Oh, What's okay. that? Is Sam Rockwell? Yeah. Is, is he dancing it? No, it's a kind of old fashioned. Old fashioned first. Disney Plus. Is there anything coming out soon? That's good. Do you like Stephen Graham? Say again? Stephen Graham. I can take or leave him. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's, he's a wee scouse guy. He's in This Is England. I don't know if Paco's seen a lot of... I mean, I've seen This Is England, he's but was that about 10 years ago? He's, he's, he's in, in The, the Departed. He's in... Who's he in The Departed? Do you know just one of the kind of henchmen guys? No, you're thinking of Ray Winston. Oh, I swear. He's in, again, Gangs of New York, but again... Ah, Gangs of New York, I'm thinking of. He wouldn't have seen that. Do you, there's no way. He, Is he, he like that. just in the loads and loads of gangster stuff? No, no, it's been on loads of shit. He's in a film called Boiler Help, Help mm-hmm. with Jodie Comer. The Help. It's called The Help or Help. I the one where the woman makes a pie out of shit and feeds it to rich folk. I don't think that's, that's the Help, help isn't it? That's the, the Help. That's the one where I missed. I'm so surprised you saw the Help. Uh, sorry. He's uh, <laughs> just he's kind of British, kind of. Character actor, yeah, does a lot of telly. Uh, boiling Point, where he's a chef, you make like that. It's done in pretty much. Like yeah, is it, is it called Boiling Point? Is it, I think it's. Uh, is it called Boiling Point? Oh, right, I thought that was a, no, it? there's like seven different films called. Boiling I know. I was Point. like, is that the one with uh, Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery? Which is a remake of the Beat uh, Beat Takeshi film Boiling Point. What okay. was the name of the the Wesley Snipes film where it was somebody who like fighting well fought? Was it Drop Zone? Like fighting will fall into planes. Yeah, that's the one where they're skydivers. Oh, not to be confused with Terminal Pass- Velocity. Oh right, I thought you say Passenger Fifty Six. What's Terminal Velocity? Another film about skydivers. Do they fight in the way down though? Yeah, because it's another kind of crime film. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what about Stephen Graham? Uh, oh, he's in a fairly new thing called The Walking, where he goes and sits like a university lecturer, but he's recruited by 
someone to kind of go undercover in a, a right wing fascist. Alright. Uh, he's a teacher and what just what uh, MI6 think, are like you no, like our I kind think of guy. He kind of volunteers as, at the same time as part of this kind of right wing anti fascist group that's keeping an eye on them. Right. And I think he used to be a fascist in the show. Oh, almost I guess like Matthew McConaughey's character in True Detective. All right, okay. Uh, I've only watched the start of one episode, but I'm going to watch the rest of it. Can't remember what else he's been in. It's, it's mostly TV stuff. I think I've seen him in rather than mm. than films. Mm. But you said you can. You said you said you can only take or leave him. Yeah, I don't. I would get that he's, feeling. He's just one of these guys. It's oh yeah, Stephen Graham. Ah, he's fucking great. Yeah, he's in. He's in Band of Brothers as well. Who's he in Band of Brothers? Uh, Sergeant Ranny, I think he is. Which, like, I got that off of you uh, a while back and still have not watched it again. Like, uh, well, I mean, I've seen it back when it came out, man, but that TV show was fucking excellent as well. When's yeah, yeah. uh, succession out? <laughs> there isn't much this week that looks, at, looks pretty very good. Like, your new films would be uh, Living with uh, Bill Nye. Uh, called the Jay. science guy or the actor? The actor. Uh, <laughs> some film called Call Jane with Elizabeth Banks. Oh, I mean, she's got a phone. Uh, Watcher, which I saw the trailer for, which I thought looked alright. It's a kind of uh, psychological thriller about a woman being Aye. stopped. Is that the last? Is it the last? Scene Romania. Was, uh, is it the last? It was in Borat too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen the trailer for that. That looks alright. That looked alright. Uh, but then the week after that, you have uh, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. When is Quantum Mania out? Uh, that is, um, I want to say March or April. Right. It's Black Panther 2 is out in like two weeks' time. The 11th. Right. I didn't realise it was that soon. Yeah. <laughs> What's the A? Uh... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about when you didn't realise we were in the month of October. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> And then the week after that, you've got for one week only, you have the sequel to Knives Out called Glass Onion. Mm. But that is literally getting one week in the cinema and then it goes on to Netflix. Fucking hell. And it's being advertised as that. Wow. Like, uh, I rewatched uh, Knives Out. It's good. Uh, I like Knives Out. Oh. I was thinking about you, Dan. That's oh, a lot of hooey. <laughs> yeah. He's, that's that's a fun movie. I'm with somebody called Pamela. Hooey. <laughs> Oh, I rewatched re- Looper as well, man. Fuck, I, f- I forget. I, f- I forget how fucking sinister that film gets towards the end. You forget that he's actually a good filmmaker because Last Jedi was so bad. Yeah, <laughs> he made he makes one movie that you don't like. I mean, like, but it was like it wasn't just I didn't like it. It was so bad that it made me question whether or not Brick was good, and that should never have been the case because Brick is excellent. Uh, can we not relitigate the Last Jedi? Um, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, tell, tell us about Black Adam again. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm looking for. Well, I'm looking forward to Glass Onion. I thought the trailer was okay. I I, I had the trailer today and I thought it looked better today than I thought is it, it a, before. Is it a proper sequel? Is, it Chris, is it Chris Evans in the same role? No, no, no. It's 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 just no, Benoit it's, Blanc. It's a Benoit Blanc detective yeah, story. Daniel, Daniel Craig's the only returning cast member. Yeah. It's a different crime, different story, different. It's Ryan. Story. It's Ryan Johnson's. Uh, uh, for some reason, I had it in my head that Chris Evans was the main character. I forgot no, Daniel Craig was even Daniel fucking Craig's in it. Well, technically, Chris Evans ends up kind of the main character. Technically. Weird as spoiled there, Toby West. The movie's been out for fucking years. <laughs> uh, when was that? 
was like two years ago. The 2018 <laughs> something like that? You think, uh, was it 2020? 2018? 2019? I, I saw it in the cinema, so it's before COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did COVID start? 2018. Uh, March, March 2020, really. That's right. Kind of shit. I think it was the Christmas end before that. Right, so that would have been 2019. Yeah. Fuck, is that that long ago, man? Mm-hmm. Four years? Mm. When's the next Spider-Man out? Which was also 2019, just before COVID. There's an, a Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. I think that's next year, isn't ah, it? Ah, yeah, that's next year. Yeah. Uh, I next out is 2019. When, when do you think they're going to stop making uh, comic book films? Once they stop making money. Yep. So never. Never. Yeah, never. But, also, but also, even if you actually hate like most of the Marvel stuff, if you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, you should watch it because it's just an excellent film. That's the most recent one with all the different Spider-Mans. No. That's, no, that's, that's no, no Way Home. home. Wait, what's, the, what's the one you're talking about? It's that an animated, animated one. Animated. I haven't seen that. From like 2018. Well, to be it's fair, like, so Danny's not far off. There's many different Spider-Mans in... But it's not the most recent one. It's not the most recent Spider-Man. one, though. And I, I, I know for a fact, <laughs> the minute you see Kingpin, you will fucking laugh your ass off. Okay. It's the guy. It's a, it's a really good show. It's the guys that did Twenty One Jump Street and Twenty Two Jump Street. Lord of Miller and like was it? Cloudy got a chance of meatballs, so they they know made a bad film. So also, yeah. if you haven't watched Cloudy got a chance of meatballs, that is also you should watch film. that. And the second one. <clears throat> but yeah, very good. But uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so there's not much. Not much. I mean, like, uh, so that's pretty much it for the show. Join us in June 2023 for the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm I'm sure we signed off from the episode before this saying we'll try and be more regular. Yeah, but we always say that. We always say that. Like, I had a couple of, like, shared, like, you know, share your memories on Facebook. On and off... This has been this podcast is like eleven years old. Eleven years old. To to be fair, if they'd done it when we were going to do it last time, it would have been before I went to Mexico. So mm. that would have been a month ago. So right. it wouldn't have been as long. And there wasn't That's how time works. There was <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't as much out to really talk about. <laughs> so it's Are you gonna be a same black arrow? Oh, I would know. No. I would have had that story for the next show because I still would have liked it. Thanks, Mr. Sutherland. Oh, no, that'll get a sequel. Have you, have you seen, sequel. have you seen all of The West Wing before? Yeah. Have you any interest in rewatching it at all? Uh, why? Do you want well, to do a podcast about The West Wing? Yes. Uh, I could be intrigued to do that, yeah. Like, uh, have you seen the wrestling before, Danny? Really one, episode. one episode. Get all my really terribly not researched political views. <laughs> well, I mean, they'll be well at home next to my also. I was going to say, like, that is an ambitious feat given how many episodes of the West Wing there is. Yeah, I mean, like, well, I, you, I'm you, not suggesting... You, you, be, you maybe do three at a time. Yeah, but also, like, I'm not suggesting uh, just doing, like, a rundown of absolutely everything that happens in every episode because, like, I'm listening to the uh, Jeff Jeff Bizarre Adventure one it's about Jojo and they do that but like it kind of turns every episode just into an hour long synopsis with like they don't really actually add anything to any conversation about it alright uh, so it's I, about I, is it about like two or three guys who just sit and talk about Jojo and 
just going on, on but, about but it for a bit. But I'm saying though, they don't actually add any insights to it. They just like, oh, that happened, have and you, then have, they move on. It's like, oh, that happened. Have you That's ever it. listened to a more civilized age, which is no. Austin Walker's A Clone Wars podcast? No, they're currently doing uh, Andor. Uh, it's well worth having a listen to. Neil, right. uh, really quick, can you tell me three of Austin Walker's uh, aliases? Uh, Swagnito. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's the guy who used to be in the bunker. Yeah, Magneto. Oh fuck my eyes! No, Professor Killer. Professor Killer. Blackie Blinking. Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> you still list them? Like, what were the other ones? Uh, uh, what was the first one? Swagnito. <laughs> that was always my favourite one. Swagnito. He's got like millions of them because he used to like announce. He got lost in his phone. What he's doing? Just eyes. I always, I always like Professor Killer. Yeah, it was good. Oh fucking hell! I kind of, I, I again, I would the only time I watched Pax when it was the the wrestling things, Pax Mania, and Austin Walker was the champion before he was assassinated. Uh, okay. you know, like, I, I randomly <laughs> thought of Dave Lang today and did that facial expression thing. The <laughs> when I was out in the street, yeah. like I couldn't help it. Actually, right. audience... okay. So do you want the rundown of his aliases? Okay, give us a couple. You have we go. Professor Killer. DJ Professor A, The Black Marks, The New Nietzsche, Real Names No Gimmicks, Bars Von Trier, Wes Malinen, Black Rushmore, Young <laughs> Young Kafka, The Galactus of the Game, KRS Free, <laughs> Dr. Brooklyn, Carol Mark Zuckerberg, Ernie Sanders, Kanye East, <laughs> Caramel Caesar, Big Texture, Arcane Oster, Austin, the editor in beef. That's a good one. I was like the editor in beef. The way she's on the editor in beef. Young Young, Black Clark, Black Clark Kent, the Half Blood Prince, the Ozymandias of the Octagon, Malcolm Y, <laughs> <laughs> Walter Benjamins, uh, Swagnito, LeBron Games, <laughs> right? Okay. Jean Luc Gohard. <laughs> uh, Spectate Kofi Fee, Detective Honk. Right, okay, that'll, that'll be fine. Slaybraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> the Radical Black Beetle, John Lennon. Caramel Caesar is pretty good. Uh, I, would, I would also like to say uh, to any listeners uh, if you can help Paco out here, Paco has been trying to locate a picture of uh, Dave Lang and John Vignacki taken at a water park that John Vignacki oh, set up and Paco can't find it and it's it really annoys me. It's, it's, it's maybe my favourite picture of all time. <laughs> it's two grown men on a fucking water flume. Aye, but like Dave <laughs> Lang didn't know that... a professional photographer. Aye, that John Vignacki hired, but Dave Lang had no idea. He just thought it was a guy photographing them. That and when John Vignacki's wearing a t-shirt at a club called Straight Out of Disney. <laughs> Pretty funny. Oh, Pretty funny. Dave Lang. Deal easy, mate. See the guy that gave out the other guy's phone number? Yeah. And John Vignacki gave out Dave Lang's phone number. I once said that I thought Dave Lang was a fucking idiot or whatever, and he tweeted uh, him, and Dave <laughs> Lang got back to him saying, you need a new flash. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I like Lazy Man, like Pax Mania, that changed my mind about him. I just like the fact that like you're not even that into video games, and yet you know who Dave Lang is. Because I, I love <laughs> pa- Pax Mania, I love that shit, bring it back. I miss uh, the, the commish, commish. I, uh, I love all that shit, man. Do you know who the commish is? 
uh, Greg Miller. That's Tommy knows him as the Kimmich. Mm-hmm. Who's um, Kasharova? Is a ah, oh, it's John. Um, Oh, yeah. Drake, Drake, John Drake. Yeah, he's he's cashing over and he wears a suit, but the suit's cash, and his girlfriend's called the bank. His girlfriend being a Andrea Rene, <laughs> the bank. Cashing over featuring the bank. Pantomania was really good, man. It was like, it fun. just it was just really dumb uh, in a fun way. Yeah, um, the bear, bear cave, I, Pat Bear, the Pat, bear cave. Pat Bear was great as well. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> Just marking out for these guys now. So uh, he was Tommy Bass. He was Paco Rodriguez. He was Danny Matthews. Man, we didn't introduce you. No, that's why I'm fucking doing How? it now. Like, okay, I'll just I'll splice this into the start of the episode. No, just, oh. just leave it where it is. Yeah. Fuck, man. It is. Introduce us. Oh, fuck. I, right, we have to start again. I was, I was Neil McCullough. That's what wrapped us in the kitchen. Come on up, bro.